hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. You beat me to it, Emothy. My next, I... my first question was, what the hell is this? <laughs> It's been sitting in your home for like over a month now, I feel like, or something. I don't know. Whenever you left for Sweden, I mailed it just about the day after, I think. Oh no, my. even before that. I don't really? Know. Okay. I sent, it, I sent it the day. How long ago was it when you texted me that your sister would be picking up your mail? Because that's how long oh, it's been there. Well, how long? Uh, so long that I have no memory of that conversation. But I guess yeah. that doesn't mean much. I will say I walked into my home and I found this box um francisca crossed out the return address wrote m then wrote read the label if you open early m will come and beat you up no touch only open when recording with m and i was yeah, like that whatever was, i don't um, know what this is my sister it was my sister's handwriting i was like what the hell is going on that was definitely some artistic license on her end um oh, i was never it? said what a shock I, I didn't fully threaten a beat up that would be too much of like a like a flight and a hotel. That's that's a lot to get to. Oh, what about a hotel? Oh, a flight. <laughs> it, 
would just it would take a lot to get there you know what i mean oh, wait, so. i have great news i'm sorry this is such a diversion but it's so important i have uh it's worth it for you to come beat me up because there is a new place usually uh there's a specific place you stay and where eva stays when you visit me right mm-hmm. uh there's a new location opening up uh next door to that building or nearby it uh-oh what is it it's called well can Jimmy... you say what oh I was going to say, can you tell us? Shut up. (laughs) I need a clean take. Introducing Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville and Resort coming to Newport, Kentucky, 2025. (sighs) Well, (laughs) just for you. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the very first person moving in. And by moving in, I mean, I'm getting the penthouse. I'm never leaving. You just texted, shut up. I was so, so mad at first. I was like, what a fucking stupid thing to put in my neighborhood. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to embrace it and drink margaritas and have a great time. That honestly feels like, um, uh, oh, I mean, that that's a beacon. Everybody's going to know where I'm staying right? when I visit you. So you might True. as well tell everybody. Like, we might as well. It's clear. Um, <laughs> I, wow. Okay, I was okay. talking. To, I, I can't was, like, breathe. Bitching. I was bitching about it in the mountains of Austria because I was like, I cannot imagine. Like, I'm in this beautiful scenery and I just found out my brother kept cackling and I'm like, what? And he's like, guess what's coming to Newport? And I was like, what? I was like, it must be something bad. And he's like, it's a Jimmy no, Buffett margarita. It's something great. It's something <laughs> so great. At first I was all pissy about it. I will say they, they did a bad, bad thing and they did uh, kick what? out a lot of low income housing that was like very... Uh, important to the uh, area but honestly which jimmy buffett margaritaville probably hasn't or or i don't even want to put it on jimmy but you know or james i should call him but any yeah. big resort thing i'm sure is not without its uh moral and ethical problems so you know it's worth mentioning but at this point what am i gonna do i mean i guess i have to go drink a margarita it's uh it's quite I a think, development literally um I th- think i'm the only person who will ever say this but i will make a plan to visit you just to check out the jimmy buffett resort i don't think i think you might not be the only like i think it sounds like you might be the only and then as it happens people are going to be like actually em was on to something like i'll um, have the nerve to be surprised by other people are trying to book out the very first night there like <laughs> I, like em it's crazy it has like two okay 250 rooms it says it's gonna have like multiple restaurants like not just margaritaville like multiple restaurants I don't know. It, it sounds crazy. I will say I was kind of bitching about it, as I said, um, in the beautiful mountainscape of Austria. And my mother-in-law was like, yeah, imagine like in the morning in your bedroom, like you open the blinds or or no, sorry, at night you're like going to sleep and this, there's just this flashing and it's like the parrot like beaconing, <laughs> the stupid neon parrot. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's my future. There's going to be fucking like neon parrot flashing in my face. Uh, I have you did you ever go to a cheeseburger in paradise I don't even know what that is oh I mean I know the song so he had a he's really also like of the business acumen it seems oh for sure he's all over it 
he had a, a restaurant chain for a long time called Cheeseburger in Paradise, where oh. they sold cheeseburgers and the whole place was Paradise named. It was amazing. And <laughs> that's I like a very like, easy one to one business idea. I feel like it was like it was like a no brainer. And so, yeah. and by the way, it was delicious. And so, um, <laughs> they used to have one uh, in my hometown, and then I guess it didn't do so hot. Whoops! It's because I left. I moved. I was going to say, yeah, you probably brought all the business away. <laughs> well, so I wonder if they're going to revive that and have a cheeseburger in Paradise in that hotel. Mm. I mean, probably. It said multiple restaurants, and I was like, what possible multiple restaurants? Okay, that makes sense. All of his, yeah. yeah <laughs> Margaritaville, yeah, yeah. they also, he has, a, I think, a bar brand named Margaritaville. Oh, yeah, that um, one That one I know is for sure, because that's like the main chain. I've been to those before. Um, uh, Jimmy Buffet. It's, it's oh, going to be something God. else, and it's like right on the river, so people are going to flock to it. Um, Christine, hmm. if one of the restaurants is not a Jimmy Buffett buffet... I'll fucking lose my mind. <laughs> if the breakfast at the Jimmy Buffett Resort is not a buffet style, they've done it so wrong. <laughs> if they don't call it the Jimmy Buffet, I'm <laughs> through with this world. I'm through. Wait, then, you know what? Then, first of all, he's failed at business and life if he does not come up with that. Second of all, we have succeeded and we're going to move in next door and open up the Jimmy Eva- Buffet. Give me Jimmy Buffet. I need to talk to him. <laughs> I need- Also, why isn't there like... Get a- James a- on the horn. Why on Bob's Burgers isn't there like a person named Jimmy Buffet to like make fun of Jimmy Buffet? Like he lives it's on the pretty island. Pretty good, you know. I mean, there's Jimmy Pesto, but Jimmy Buffet is maybe maybe Could be that'd his, be a like, cousin or situation. something. Yeah, maybe it's copyright. <sighs> maybe he has copyrighted Jimmy Buffet. Yeah, I'm about to. I know. If he has, <laughs> like, and I will. We look it up. The internet says, "Did you mean Jimmy Buffett? I did not. I want to. No, I just want to eat at his buffet. Um, okay, wow. Well, thank you for the update. I am buying t- flights in 2025. I knew it. I knew it. So anyway, I'm so sorry. that was a di- I knew that was a diversion, but it was worth having. But that's, uh, that's the context of you're not going to – you are now going to beat me up because you have a place to stay. Um, but you. you're not going to yeah. beat me up because I didn't open the box. I didn't even open the I'm very proud of tape. you for listening. Yeah. So um, this was a purchase, and I want to preface – uh, I did get Eva the exact same thing, and I have already oh, had special. her. Op- I feel so special. You'll understand why. <laughs> You'll understand. Um, but I have already had her open it on purpose because I needed her to open hers before you. So you opening it during the show didn't ruin the surprise for her. Oh, okay. So, so Eva knows what's coming. Um, why didn't to... you just open her up? Okay, let me get a. Uh, sorry, elevator music. I need a knife. What a dusty, rusty nail to like, <laughs> I need a rusty... scrape it open. <laughs> I need a rusty either you either you have a dull butter knife, a rusty nail, or a fucking box cutter. <laughs> like like, a, like the sharpest one. I need a rusty staple that I found <laughs> in the trash. I'll be right back. Elevator music. I'm sorry. Wow. There were I'm as sorry. soon as my butt did it. As soon as Christine left, we had a lot of technical difficulties. So okay, thank- no, it was like threw myself back on the couch, and I think what I did is I hit my mic and maybe a button on my Bluetooth keyboard, and everything just went haywire. Um, well, we so already I- thank God we already addressed that elevator music. Like we're coming back it, from it, elevator it, music. Literally, so- like what a perfect <laughs> segue to just shut down the show by accident. Yeah. Um, so I actually was very quick in retrieving my tool uh, because I wanted to prove you wrong about fishing for a dirty staple in the carpet. Um, so 
Instead, I found, uh, uh, obviously, a corkscrew um, from Trader Joe's. A classic from Christine. Yeah. I also have a lot of tools for my Cricut that are sharp, but I feel like that might be more of a danger zone, so I left mm. those alone. Um, okay, so sh- I should. So I had a guess, actually, as to what this was, Em, and okay. I, I'm assuming what, I'm what, wrong what? because you said you got Eva one, too. Um, but it? what my assumption was that you got me one of those creepy dolls that got sent to our business manager by mistake. Oh, no. So this is a, let's just put it this way. This Take a guess after I tell you this. Okay. This is something I got from my hometown. <gasps> I know exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I thought a haunted doll was living in this box for like the last three weeks. <laughs> no, it's more haunted oh, to me. Oh, it's so much better and so much more cursed. <laughs> you, oh! You guys, it's my very own trick-or-treating bag with opossums all over it. It's a it's Ouija board a- possum bag. It's sesame the possum. I know. It's it's sesame. Um inside is, the bag is worse inside stuff. the bag. Shut up. <laughs> okay, wait, first of all, okay, this is stuffed possum wearing flannel. Okay, let me just explain real quick. <laughs> we received a text from M that said they were at the what is the possum store called? Possibilities. I, I, I'm gonna do a whole little spiel after you open your thing. Gotcha. It's called okay. Po, it's called Possibilities, and it is a yeah. possum marsupial themed store in, in your my hometown, hometown of Fredericksburg, yeah. Virginia. And M went undercover, sort of like just like incognito, and I was didn't like have the heart to say I'm not a, recognized. I didn't have the heart to say I'm not a possum fan, but I did say two people that are very dear to me are massive possum fans. So I have a serious question. How did my mouse get into this bag? Like my like computer mouse. It's like you were meant for sleight of hand. You I'm tricked like so yourself. Bad, but I sleight of hand myself. Like I impressed myself. I love that a mouse was in a bag of possums. I know. It's really weird. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's a bottle opener. Or no, what? a bottle a bottle holder. It's a bottle oh. holder. <gasps> and it looks like a possum hanging it's upside down. Hanging upside down possum. This is the funnest little gift box. Oh, there's surprise more surprises. <gasps> a y'all means all possum sticker. <laughs> They're very queer friendly. They're very oh, queer I friendly. I love there. that. You know, um, oh here we go. A Ouija board that says ah with possum hands <laughs> on the planchette. Come on. The possum terror. And these are amazing. This store is kicking ass. Um, also, this reminds me so much of the New Orleans store. Obviously, they have like a connection, right? Like, don't they have like a partnership or something? Is it with Sesame? Or, or is that yeah, yeah, about? yeah. Because uh, because Cocoa Alley Vegan is the Sesame. Um, so uh, apparently in the possum world, all the possums know each other. That's what I was told. So apparently they're <laughs> friends with Sesame's owner. <laughs> I like how my mouse just wants to be part of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one says transphobes ain't welcome in this here town with a hedgehog. Um, I might give that to my brother. That's delightful. Um, this is probably my favorite that I'm going to put on my computer immediately. It says digging for tr- it's a raccoon. It says digging for trash and compliments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that on my computer immediately. Um, possum socks with little baby possums. This is. And then the just great. I that's my favorite, the bottle holder, because it looks it's a hanging possum. It's and it's like clearly crocheted, like hand crocheted. Like this is fucking gorgeous. Wait, and I'm gonna the, put my liquid death in it. 
And the uh, possum in its flannel, the little plushie I got you, apparently on its back. It says some phrase on it, I think. On the it says anything is possible. Some phrase. You mean yeah. my new life advice to everyone? Anything is possible. <laughs> so okay, here's the story behind all of this. Oh God, do you know? I can't believe I spent money to ship all the of pain, this to you. the suffering you must be going through right now. The it's love. delightful to me. The love. Honestly, and the I... sacrifice. Also, look at this. Hold on. I mean, there she is. <laughs> I have such a like artists and creative people are the backbone of this country and so you can here's put the... that on 2024 Christine 2024 okay here's oh, the story what oh. <laughs> what the fuck is this print oh so, my lord it's a Harry Potter possum so there are um uh <laughs> sorry I'm trying to I'm trying to get through all I'm my sorry, pictures I keep so I can explain you. better no, you're you're unfortunately very fine and very good. Um, so basically, I go to this. I go home to visit my family, mm-hmm. and I I'm trying to get to the spot so I can explain more about that <laughs> that print that I gave you. Um, so I go home. I already knew there was this possum store. I've discussed sure. it before, and I. I'm walking around downtown. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. I was walking past it. I was trying to like meet someone for like lunch or I think I was getting a haircut and I walk past it and I'm like, well, I've talked about this place on the show and my, my step sibling actually worked there at some point. And so I was like, I'm going to go in and just see what this is all about. Oh my God. Christine has it perched like a parrot on her shoulder. Oh, sure. Um, It even has a little tail that I could like hook onto myself. So, um, I go into this store and immediately I, I'm telling you, I've never seen a, I've never seen something more possum themed and like some, like there were prints, there were, there were backpacks. I almost got you a whole backpack that just had a random possum just sitting on the backpack. Like I, uh, oh, yeah. there, I mean, there was just, there was, this I can't even like begin. There's so much even art, I tried magnets, to explain everything. about the Coco Alley. They're like probably similar v- situation where you walk in and it's like you lose your damn mind like you lose your mind i think so i and i so i go in and within about a minute of being there all of a sudden two people come up to me and they go are you m schultz (laughs) and i went yes you've caught me red-handed not me (laughs) so they were from ohio and they came up all the way to fredericksburg virginia to see this store that I'd mentioned on the show, and they happened to run into me in the store. The, d- and I was the like, one time you ever went, by the way. Like, the, the one, one day you happened to be in town. I mean, that's and weird timing. So, th- I was like, you really hit the jackpot if, like, I'm the reason that you came here, and now that's I'm standing crazy. in front of you. And so, they watched me shop for you and Eva. Um, oh, my God. Which, and as they asked for, like, a picture, or they said... They said something like, oh, like, you know, they were very kind and sweet, and, but it was obvious that they recognized me. And the storekeeper heard this, like, overheard Uh-oh. and came over and went, I'm so sorry, but, you know, who are you? Which <laughs> humbled. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I, it, it's, I was a stupid joke. But, um, no, she asked who I was. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I have a podcast. And then she goes, oh my God, are you from And That's Why We Drink? And I went, <gasps> 
yeah. And then she said, you're the reason so many people have been coming into this store. Shut <laughs> up. See what you did, Em? You tried to be a hater, a possum hater. And did she, she probably didn't even know that you're not into the possums. She did not know. I mean, she, like, again, like, I feel so weird about it now because she was so helpful and so kind. And as soon as she found out that, like, you know, I'd already talked about the store on our podcast and, you know, I was in there. Like, all she wanted to do was, like, show me everything. She's like, look at all these bags. Look at what we've got. Look at this. Look, like, local artists made this thing. She was very lovely. So queer friendly. I mean, as you know, by the stickers, they had, like, queer stuff everywhere. It was very much a safe haven. And, um... She was very For lovely, everyone, but, but people who don't like possums <laughs> or queer people. <laughs> well, uh, so, okay, fair point. Fair point. And so, uh, but anyway, she was very lovely, and she said, like, ever since you mentioned it on the show, we've noticed like a boost at our store, and we didn't know where it was coming from. And a bunch of people kept <laughs> mentioning your podcast when they'd come in, and so, um, all that to say that I I asked if there was any way that she could like you know, return some sort of favor to the listeners. And so if you do go to possibilities now, um, and if you mention our podcast, then you will get a 20% off discount on all the retail. Me? So not on the art because she has a bunch of local artists. I actually don't know their pronouns. I shouldn't be assuming, but they have a bunch of local artists and, um, and so they just said, like, I can't give you a discount on that because I don't want to take away from others. But for retail, 20% off if you mention. And that's that's delightful. Store, so. M. What a beautiful. This is the best sponsor we've ever gotten. And I didn't think it would be uh, your doing. Um, Me either. And so, and I got to take a picture with the possum. So every by the way, they have marsupial Mondays. They have um, where where they they always have a different possum in there that's like being uh taken care of or like oh yeah we're burying the lead m sends us a fucking photo holding a possum and eva i i don't think i've like i've i laughed so loud and hard because like of all three of us the first one of us to hold a possum was not gonna be you and then like lo and behold we get a photograph and it's m holding a possum and i'm like m is in a weird sort of purgatory right now where they don't know how to say i don't really want to touch this thing's tail but it's trying luckily, to be a good sport. <laughs> luckily, we I like I it didn't even occur to me. But because this cre- little creature was like being taken care of and like healed back to health or something, or was you know, I didn't have to hold the possum. I just got to take a picture next to the possum. Oh, I thought you held but it. Okay, okay, never mind. I thought that's what was coming, and I don't know if like maybe the storekeeper could tell, or if, like that was just the rule that like I wouldn't, you know, hold the possum. I took a picture with the possum. It was very close to my ears. And um, M looks. I I'm smiling I for you to be clear. Yeah, you are. You are. Uh, it's a hilarious I a, photo. I was trying to be a good sport. It'll be on Instagram for you guys. I'll actually, actually you are fun. like grinning in this photo. I knew oh, how ridiculous one. the whole you thing pet was. One. I did pet him while he was sleeping. Um, but he's like it, sweet. He was very sweet. I I am not a possum person, but that doesn't mean I can't see the character. And the possum was a very lovely moral being um but i i took a bunch of pictures of the whole store so we can post that to instagram later um oh and my lord oh i wanted to tell you about the prints that the print that i got you because i got oh, yeah. a different print so there are a bunch of different um possums like local possums that they take care of and during i think marsupial mondays they bring a different one in every time for you to like pet and take a picture <laughs> with um so there's sweet pea 
the possum. Aww. There's pork chop, which I got Aww. Eva a picture of pork chop. There's panda, nugget, margo, oliver, and I think there might be someone else. But the I want to see the picture I gave you is of panda, the possum. And I think Panda is the one I got to meet. I think that's Panda (gasps) in the picture with me. Panda's Um, so special. And they also, in case you're interested in going here, folks, they also have things like possum yoga. I'm not kidding. They also have, they had a sign that said, meet Vega the turkey vulture on a certain day. And then they also, and then they have education and adoption events for hedgehogs. So like, I swear. I mean, um, wow, you really did a good thing. And they have the, the coolest art upstairs it was all like some of it was like critter related and some wasn't but it's very worth going and you know especially in Fredericksburg we don't have a lot of like unique like small stores and small businesses like we have some but nothing like possibilities yeah like support small businesses this is the best way to do it anyway I really went on a very long spiel but um I I did say, I was like, if you thought you were getting business now, wait until I do a whole spiel where I have we my do an open presence. <laughs> so I anyway, love and they're, her. They're very, very lovely people over there. Even the possums are lovely, despite me not totally being despite a the fan eye of, roll. The, if it's not a dog or a cat, I'm usually not a fan, but the possums, they were very sweet. Um, so please go check them out and, you know, they could use your business. So I love and Christine's my little possum. rocking. That's I think that is would you have a name for that one? No, does it have a name? No. I thought the says, pink flannel was a nice touch though. I thought that I was love very the, you. It reminds me of like Warp Tour. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna anyway. come up with a Warp Tour related name. Hmm. Hmm. We'll shop it. We'll shop it. Um, anyway, wow, that's um, that, why I drink and maybe whatever. Why you drink. Okay, that's definitely why I drink. But also, whatever happened to my haunted doll that you sent to our business manager by mistake? You know, that's very interesting because they never even told us. They've ne- they've still never even said anything, have they? Not to me. Yeah, I think they just kept it. Uh, maybe they thought it was a gift. Oh, and now they're like afraid to say something. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why they haven't been speaking to us for months? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know where that haunted doll went. I swear I bought it and Wait, it definitely okay. went to the wrong address. The plot thickens. Sorry, I'm like eating almond butter. The plot thickens. Eva says, I literally asked for it. So Eva went to their office. By the way, this is like our account, like basically our financial people. Eva says, I walked around their entire office looking for it and couldn't find it. She disappeared. She, her two legs worked a little too well. She ran off. Oh my gosh. Now I'm I'm afraid she's like walking across the country for me, looking for me. <laughs> what was I her relinquish, name again? I don't even remember, but I'm I'm out. I hope if she's looking hey, for one you of us, did it's this. not me. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. <laughs> uh, well anyway. Anyway, with that um very long intro, sorry everybody, but if you're in the area or apparently from Ohio, people from Ohio were able to show up. So I think other people That's could probably crazy, do it. That coincidence of coming there and meeting you on the one day you happen to go into that store. Isn't that wild? It it's was bizarre. But it's definitely, I mean, it was definitely worth it. It's not even like a small store. Like it is a two floor. I think it used to be like a house or something. And the whole thing is like possum themed. It's very wild. Um, anyway, please go check them out. And with that, I've got a story for you, Christine. 
By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is a kind of an urban legend it has some like actual roots to it though so i don't really know where it fits but um this is the story of la lechuza which is that um sounds the... so familiar it sounds a lot to me like la llorona but it's la... no but i've heard i've heard of la lechuza i think so it they're also known sometimes as the witch owl huh. does that spark any no anything? but i like it Okay, well... I'm immediately intrigued. Well, let's crack into it. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we getting back to that? I tried to make it a thing for so long. Maybe that's what it was. I finally stopped, and then you were like, now I'll do it. It's only when I happen to have a an unopened can next to me. (laughs) That seems to be You would sometimes be like, let's get into it. And I was like, come on, Em. Well, I'm bringing it back temporarily, maybe permanently, probably temporarily, because I've been looking for some new uh, merch slogans. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Here's one: My Bevragino Pellegrino is back for another episode. So (laughs) I'm vetoing that immediately. (laughs) 
<laughs> Why? I think you just don't like that you didn't create it. That's all. No, sure. Let's go with that. So La Lechuza uh, is from Mexican folklore. Um, she's also seen not just around Mexico, but in Southern California, the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. Um, she kind of apparently is popping around in a bunch of different spots. So um, Lechuza is a Spanish word for owl. It is one of the many words for owl. Maybe that's um, why I know it. Maybe I just have too many bird books. <laughs> oh, I didn't like even literally. Think about that. <laughs> what's the what's a group of owls? The Hootenanny. <laughs> that's hysterical. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. A hoot. Didn't we talk about this already? Not about owls. I don't Ooh, think. a parliament. Oh my god, so regal. Oh my god. Wow, so okay. wise and so regal. I feel like that's okay, probably giving themselves a little too much credit. Oh, oh because they're so wise. Right. A hoot nanny's hysterical. We have to Thank bring you. That in. Let's make a petition. <laughs> so uh Lechuza is uh one of the Spanish words for owl, but cultures all over have some sort of like owl themed omen to, you know, their culture. Um right. so owls are often seen as like a dark creature or a mysterious creature or some sort of threatening omen it's seen in the bible it's seen in aztec and mayan culture it's seen in pre-incan civilizations it's seen in ancient greece and ancient rome it's seen in china egypt argentina korea i mean it's there's wow everywhere seems to have something about owls um in mexican lore uh barn owls are often most associated with the devil and evil magic oh and allegedly barn owls and cats i assume it's probably just all owls but especially barn owls and cats can actually be witches who have made deals with the devil. Um, <laughs> it's so sad for them, but okay. I don't, imagine just being a fucking cat and you're like, just yo, like, leave what? me alone. <laughs> it's like, it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> so although Lechuza literally means owl, uh, La Lechuza is a specific known figure. Sometimes she's considered a cryptid or an urban legend, but she does have, a long history with indigenous roots. So this is again, where I like tread lightly. Cause you know, mm. there's only, I don't, I don't know where it ends and where the other begins, uh, but yeah. you know, so in more of the lore side of things, La Lechuza is often a barn owl, sometimes just a general owl. I've heard that it's either a jet black owl or a pure white owl. So it seems like there's quite a spectrum here as <laughs> a bird. I even saw in one source that sometimes it's even an eagle in rare occasions. Oh, come on. Like, I like how in rare occasions it's a rarer bird, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, often a barn owl has very pale feathers and huge dark eyes. And she can be 100% an owl or she can be a hybrid of an owl and a woman with an owl's body and a woman's face with long white hair. Ooh, spooky. She's known to be very large. Uh, sometimes she's seven feet tall with a 15-foot wingspan. So she's a oh, big girl. Jeez. And sometimes she can be... I keep I'm going to say the word sometimes probably the most in my life today because <laughs> okay there's so say, wait here try this occasionally every now and then <laughs> thank you I really I was that kid who actually brought a thesaurus to class because I just would just lean into one word and ride that high I remember when people would figure out that you could do uh right click like synonyms on Microsoft Word and I remember there was oh. one girl who had to be called out because 
she would write, she would like just right click and then find like the most obscure word. And our teacher would be like, half the time, that's not even like what you're saying. You're just picking the longest word. (laughs) She pulled a Joey Tribbiani. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's like, this sounds smart. (laughs) He said something in like a, he was like writing a letter and he was trying to say like, my heart's very full. And he said like, I have an oversaturated aortic pump or something crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. And our teacher was like, I know you're not writing this i know that's not a word you know and she's like yeah. yes it is <laughs> <laughs> well uh so insert sometimes every now and then occasionally <laughs> uh just based on different ver- like regions versions of the story lovely choose can sometimes be um can be a full owl of any kind apparently it can be a hybrid between a man or a woman and an owl sometimes they actually say that lalachusa is actually a shapeshifter who switches between human during the day and an owl that would explain some of the mix-ups or the confusion i guess yeah i think i mean that of what doesn't logically make full sense it's still it's like oh they can walk around during the day unassuming and then at night you know right yeah makes sense She's also known as the witch owl, but it sounds like that is not the phrase of choice because it implies that you can spot this person because of their like witchy stereotype. Because oh, the so Lalachusa is known to be, for the most part, an older looking woman, um, and kind of just has some like whatever the trope of a witch features. Warts. Um, w- warts green skin i don't know i don't cool. know cool <laughs> i i it they don't actually say she has green skin i'm going off of the wicked witch of the west um <laughs> but they say that she by calling her a witch owl it implies that you can guess who lalachusa is in her human form because she looks like a witch but it's more oh. it's not about her looks it's more about like her witchy capabilities and her magical powers and her the gifts that she has so anyone could be lalachusa it doesn't matter if she looks like a witch or not but and to say and to say which owl implies that you could clock them when you can't i see i see but you don't even know nice try. exactly so even though she's often described as an older woman anyone could be lalachusa and just it doesn't have to be a stereotype you hear that of kids the witch. anything and is it, possible you mean possible oh my god wait a second em that- <laughs> it's possible <laughs> You're so uh, right, Em. I'm so glad that you have now made that motto your life's work. Well, Thank anything you. for a small business, my friends. <laughs> so instead, it's more that um, Lala Chusa sometimes isn't even an actual owl, but can. This is just another theory: is that it's Lala Chusa is not an owl, but can possess owls to do her bidding. Okay. Um, so it's kind of in the territory of like familiars. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of in the territory of like an astral travel or something because in this version, Lava Chusa just kind of lays down and meditates um, until she is able to spiritually take over the owl while her body, okay. her physical body lays somewhere. That's very cool. And so, but it's like any owl, right? It's not like a, a familiar where she has like one owl. It's like, Exactly. It, she's got to find an owl. It sounds like she can take over any owl, but maybe she's like walking in the woods one day and sees one she likes. And she's like, that's the one I'm going to take over every time. With me. So then maybe it becomes her familiar, but I don't know like if 
I don't know how animal consent works in that way. I, I look, I'm digging too hard into it, but yeah, wow. I, I was just like, could Keep the owl going. is the owl chill with this? I don't know. In many stories, La Lechuza is known to be very vengeful, very dangerous, um, but different regions all have different backstories for her. So she is often seen as a scorned woman turned bad. Um, some say she was wrongfully blamed for a crime in her town, and the way that her community responded was that they killed her child. Oh, what? As So I don't know what crime she committed, Jesus. but apparently it was enough for them to want to hurt her kid. And so because of that, one of her, you know, uh, trademarks now is that she goes after other people's children. Oh. She's especially known to take children who are out late when they're not supposed to be, or she can even try to draw them out so she can take the child for herself. Um, one story is that La Lechuza sold her soul to the devil for some magical power, which she now uses to take control of the townspeople. In another version, she was actually a good magical healer, but because witchcraft was so associated with devil worship, she ended up being punished anyway, even though she was a good person. Hmm. And because of that, the town came together to try to kill her, and now she comes back as an owl to get revenge. In a different version, her child was killed by a drunk driver. Oh. Um, and so this, I think there's probably some, this feels like a more modern version. Yeah, already. Um, because I think in these areas where this is the story, people will say, don't drive drunk or La Lechuza will come find you. I see. I mean, that's so that's actually a very good, like, moral of the story. Like, I'll go with that version if it if it does any good, you know? Yeah, yeah. They say um, that her kid was killed by a drunk driver. And so now, as an owl at night, she flies between different bars and lurks outside waiting for drunk people so she can attack them or something like okay. that. Um. Well, it was also said to be drawn to negative emotions, especially anger. So if uh -oh. you are in a negative headspace, she is more likely to come find you. She will apparently lurk between like houses to see if there's any like arguments going on in the house or if she hears yelling, she will approach. Allegedly, if she goes to a house and hears a couple fighting, if the couple comes outside at all during their spat before they've made up, she will pick them up and carry them back to her lair, which, like, I don't even know what this lair looks like. Is it a nest? Whoa. It, I, I, like, I hate to make this a, a connection, but I just can't help notice it. The story of the staircase murder where the woman was, where the, the defense was that an owl Right. attacked her and it got the husband off on yeah. the charge I, I don't know it's just interesting um yeah hmm. weird interesting hmm. just a thought i don't know where to go from there but i want to think about it harder yeah. but i also have a podcast to record so i can't be silent it's like the I never want ending to be problem you know with my thoughts um something to chew on after we're done something recording uh, if you want to get her attention, apparently whistling will summon her, which it sounds like you just have to be a drunk driver, an unattended child, or a yeller. But Or mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, if you want to get her attention and none of those things work, you can whistle. That usually summons her, especially okay. if it's at midnight and you whistle three times. Oh, interesting. Whistling has been said to be an omen, like 
uh, way before this, so it's not much of a surprise that whistling is involved. Many cultures believe that nighttime whistling summons spirits. Um, I know in like mountainous areas, a lot of people that have lore say like don't don't whistle in the woods. Um, also, different regions think that whistling can summon the devil. It can lure ghosts to follow you home. It can attract Ugh. bad luck. Um, some people have said if you whistle at night, then like your house can burn down or you lose all your money or someone's going to get why sick. Why does anyone warn me about this? I mean, I can't really whistle, so I'm, I'm fine. But nobody <laughs> warned me of that. It's a gift that I don't know how to whistle because I get myself into some <clears throat> trouble. Me too. I'm like, thank goodness. I, I had a teacher in seventh grade. That man could whistle. Like it was no one's business. I still think about it. He he would come to school covered in feathers and it looked like he lived in a lair of an owl. (laughs) I don't know how it's happening. I didn't particularly like him, which was so weird because he was like the popular teacher because he was like 20. He was 23. He looked like a lax bro and he probably was five years before. The popular teacher because I was like, oh God, they think they're so cool. He knew he was cool. He knew he was the favorite, especially amongst like all like like, the lax bro seventh graders. Yeah. They all thought he was so cool. And mm. I did not really care for him at all. But um, man, he could whistle. Man, he could whistle. I <laughs> still think about whistle. it. He, and like his whistles had like a vibrato to it. And he could like, he, he had a wide range. Uh, he could whistle anything. I was just amazed. <laughs> oh, wow. I still think about it. It's like 20 years later. Um, <laughs> I can tell. He, <laughs> I can't, I'll never be a whistler like him. So, um... Some believe that whistling in some way is dangerous if you do it at night. And a lot of people think that whistling can be a general warning of like an impending disaster, which we covered this in um, the Haunted Mines episode where people would hear whistling right before a mine would collapse (gasps) or explode. Oh, ooh, that just gave me the creeps. And I don't... Whistle reminds me of interestingly, like kind of going off that is... Right before an explosion or a bomb, like the whistle sound, mm-hmm. like a, a firework or like oh, a, dro- yeah. a dropping bomb, like that kind of like the, whistle sound. Yeah. Like that to me, like makes me tense up, like something's going to go boom, you know? So I wonder if that has anything to do with like the lore of whistling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, that's interesting because that is, that does imply impending doom. I mean, right? that's what the... Wiley Coyote sounded like falling off. Oh, a cliff. true, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if if people know that connection, or if something we're just to chew on again. Something to chew on. Are we discovering a connection? I like to think we're capable. I like of to think so. Um, some people also believe that La Lechuza can also control the weather or create warning or create or warn people of storms, which again brings us to one of our very first rituals episodes. Uh-huh. May she rest in peace, rituals. Um, <laughs> that we talked about weather witches and how witches mm-hmm. were known to control the weather. So it's interesting that this new witch owl has the same That's type very of very interesting connection. One story of La Lechuza controlling, not controlling the weather, but warning of it. Uh, this is like, I guess it's not very modern. It's not very modern now because it's 2023, but to me, it feels very like up and coming news, but okay. this is in the nineties, the early two thousands, uh, because a nine-year-old was at home watching SpongeBob, which Uh-oh. that's the, the first time. It feels very ever... modern to me too. We're old. <laughs> I've never heard a more current storyline to a haunted story. To a, an urban legend. Yeah. 
So nine-year-olds at home watching SpongeBob. Like you they... just referenced Wiley Coyote, and now it's like <laughs> SpongeBob. I'm on a roll. Wow. So uh, watching SpongeBob, and they heard a noise outside and thought it was their dad coming home. So they go outside to like you know see what's going on, and goes outside and on their picnic table sees this owl staring at him. Ooh. And for like a very long time, like several minutes long, and then the owl flies away. Um, this kid thought that maybe the bird was there as a warning. Um, they told their grandma about it, and their grandma freaked out and thought like, oh, that's La La Chusa. Yeah. And the kid was like, oh, maybe it was a warning because it didn't hurt me. Um, very soon after this, though, a storm came in and damaged everything but the house and the picnic table the owl was sitting on. Oh. <laughs> so while being associated with whistling, um just get back to that. Lalachusa said to try and trick people by whistling first so that maybe they'll whistle back to her. <gasps> so if, which sounds very similar to our least favorite thing in the world when a spirit is mimicking someone's voice you yep. recognize horrible um horrible Whew, i hate it um gives me chills so if you ever hear someone whistling at night and the song doesn't finish it might be a trap if you're if you think you need to be the one and to then i'll go the song because <laughs> i can't whistle and they'll be like forget it yeah do you think the whistling has to sound like a whistle or do you think the effort of wanting to whistle How is what summons her can you be like to participate you know yeah like does it need to sound good like am i, I safe know. or am is it if i wanted to whistle and i'm just manifesting my like i'm just putting in the the right. gusto to try and whistle am i now not safe is it yeah. just the air do you need the high pitch or you just need someone wanting the high pitch mm, that's an excellent question i'll talk to her later so even, <laughs> even if there's uh not any whistling nearby or like we said earlier unattended children or negative emotions Lala Chusa can still attack people. It doesn't have to be one of those three things that happens. Um, she will go after whoever she's feeling vengeful for, whoever she, maybe if she's really child hungry. Um, oh, God. I mean, she's been known to like try to go after babies that, you know, just by grabbing them up with her talons. Ugh. And I don't know what she does with people after she's grabbed them like is this just kind of like a game of catch and she's right, just... like they go to the lair and then what like she's like, like they like... play cards like what happens yeah <laughs> she will not only whistle to try to make people finish the whistle and thus accidentally summon her but she'll also make baby crying sounds so people leave their homes to investigate mm, that's bad that's not fair and if for some reason you hear the crying but you don't see her then maybe she wasn't there to hurt you but she was still there to forewarn you of imminent doom this reminds me of a, a banshee a little bit it's like yeah do we like her do we not like her is she mean or is she just warning us you know she, i don't know yeah is she a girl boss is she just <laughs> <Right>. lonely <laughs> is um, she just lone is she a girl boss or is she just lonely a memoir you could be a, a lonely like girl Steve boss Schieffer. yeah totally True. <laughs> she, all of um, the above <laughs> she's uh yeah, I don't know. Again, uh, uh, something else to ask her later when I when we stop. Okay, recording. great. When you guys are playing cards in the lair, I'll I'll whistle to her and she'll give me a free ride over to her lair. <laughs> That's nice. Um, so she will pretend to cry so that people will come out so she can grab them. Um, Ugh. but like I said, if you only hear her and don't see her, it might just be a 
you know, pro- like a, a, some sort of omen. And if you dream of her, that's another omen where she might be warning you about a death coming your way. Uh, if La Lechuza wants to be particularly aggressive with somebody, she will literally fly after cars. And then oh, no. even, I don't know if it's telepathically or magically, but she will mess with people's cars so that way they have to pull over. She will swoop in front of your car in owl form to make you swerve off the road. Um, but she will do what she can to make you be alone on a dark road at night. So if a bird has ever done this to you, it might be La Lechuza. Uh-oh. One night there were three women who were driving when a massive owl swooped in in front of their car, circled the car and did it again and kept swooping in front of their car until they finally pulled over. Oh my. And the woman, which I feel like maybe the bird was just like into the light or something. I don't know. Like, but kept circling this car. Weird. They pull over and when, and the car ended up stalling out. Um, Basically, they just sat there and they did not get out of their car. I don't know if they'd heard the story or they were just afraid to get out of their car on a dark road. But only once the owl flew away did the car start itself again and they were able oh. to drive home. But, like, Enough- what was the problem? Like, what did it... Like, I think maybe were, it was hoping they... they would get out of the car to investigate and then could oh, grab ooh. them. But because they stayed inside, the bird gave up and the car yeah, started Yeah, I wonder again. if... um. They were drunk driving, because that seems to be one of her pet peeves. Interesting. Interesting. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Another time there was a couple driving at night and their windshield wipers turned on by themselves. 
one guy who'd heard the story said, oh, it must be La Lechuza. And as he said that, the couple drove by a big owl sitting on the road staring at them. Uh, If you don't get out of your car, she can't get you, just like those three women. But in other places, uh, she might try to fight her way to you if she thinks that she can still get into an entrance. So she's been known to flap her wings and scratch at doors to get inside. So a lot of people have said if you see unknown scratches on your front door, that means La Lechuza was there trying to get in. Which is like somehow a nicer story to me than like someone was breaking into your home. Exactly. Um, like it could be something so much worse scratching your door. This is why, um, like this is not a sponsor, but this is why ring doorbells are probably I was important. About to say, now that we have these video doorbells, man, uh I hope we catch that little little chickadee. Yeah, if there's a, anyone has a ring doorbell with footage of an owl trying to break into your house, you might be onto something. Yeah. If there are windows, so she can't get through the front door, there have been times where she's tried to break in through windows um, and often does this apparently at nurseries to try (gasps) to get babies. Ew! uh, She needs to get it together. I've also heard specifically um, that it is unbaptized babies. Oh, come on. I know. Always got to bring them in. Don't bring me into this. That in. <laughs> Don't bring Em into this. <laughs> I'd do anything. <laughs> or Leon, so, I guess. Uh, there are many stories of enormous owls breaking into closed windows to scratch up babies because they're trying to scoop up the baby and can't grab them and keep, keep scratching it's so them. so horrifying. So how do you get rid of La Lechuza if you see her? Be- and this is where I Baptize tell you someone- your baby. That's one. Don't drink. <laughs> don't yell. Don't whistle. It sounds I'm like we've screwed. already figured this out. <laughs> I feel pretty safe. I can't whistle. I don't have a baby. I don't drink. I, I Damn don't it, yell too often <laughs> unless it's about like Jersey Shore. Um, <laughs> it's not fair. I'm pretty free from her. I think we're okay. Um, but unfortunately, if you are trying to get rid of her, this is where I warn you that apparently anything you do to her, she does to you. And it actually sounds worse than that. It sounds like anything you do to her is a reason for her to just kill you on sight. So, oh, cool. There are accounts of people trying to shoot at her, but she deflects bullets. So fun fact, she's bulletproof. Um, Great. And then the people who shot at her died the next day, like out of nowhere. So sounds like she won. Yeah, um, that sounds like a bad trade-off. There's another story of a guy named Mr. Contu who uh, saw an owl following his daughter and he thought that she might be bewitched he really took a lot of leaps there with his the owl not his daughter right he thought his daughter might be bewitched because an owl was following her oh okay okay Okay. (laughs) so it sounds like this guy was just looking to shoot at something because he tried shooting at the owl after that he thought maybe the owl was bewitching his kid tried shooting at the owls to get this spell broken and he used a bullet which this is some dedication he carved a cross into the bullet okay because how long thought, was this owl falling apparently long enough he could cro- like carve a Whittle whole cross his own bullet. little bullet <laughs> and then to say fuck you witchcraft he ended up trying to shoot this owl <gasps> um and he hit the owl in the wing and brought it home no uh, 
And then when he got home, he saw that the owl had two braids of human hair running down its back, and its beak was actually a human nose. First of all, (laughs) first of all, why do you have to? Why do you have to catch an owl to be able to see that it doesn't have a fucking beak? Like that it has like braids, like pigtails. I mean, come on, this fucking owl has pigtails, and he's like, "Sorry, I shot at it before I realized." I, I can't like, do this. This is like I, one of those bad taxidermy accounts you see where like they just glue on some human hair. It's like an Etsy Furby project. Yeah, <laughs> it's like those creepy models. I I mean, I feel like I could be on the other side of like a football stadium and notice if a bird had a human <laughs> nose and pigtails. But he just had to be sure. <laughs> Somebody draw a picture of that, please. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I like it. Someone do a a loose recreation of like someone just like throw some pigtails onto a, a Google image like stock photo of an owl and a yeah. human nose. By the way, it literally sounds like those like we love the moon uh, guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> we love the moon. That doesn't help. That doesn't make it more understandable. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, uh, fine. I'll say it in a language you understand. Those Quiznos monkey oh, things. The Quiznos monkey things. Okay. But they were you a thing before Quiznos decided to. Sorry, they decided to sell out to Quiznos. But they would sing. They would play banjo and go. We like the moon because I'll- it's very close to us. <laughs> immediately i i know so much more about what you're talking okay i didn't know and all all i saw was you go we love the moon and i was like that's a troll that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a crazed person in the middle of the night okay i i'm on board oh, um God. Okay, anyway, this this little birdie's got two braids. <laughs> the two braids are crazy town. And a human nose, which begs to qu- the, the question. I mean, at this point, if it's, she's got a whole hairdo going on, <laughs> is her human nose, like, is there, like, a, a little ring in there? She's got a yeah. septum, like... <laughs> is that why she can whistle so well? <laughs> she just goes, <laughs> like, holds someone nostril. <laughs> also, like, who braided her hair? I want to know. Yeah, that's the magic. Who that's the, the real magic. braided that hair? Because I doubt that her little talons could figure that out. I don't think any bird's wings could figure that out, which means it had to have been that girl. He was, She was probably following the girl home who did her damn hair. Oh, shit. They were having a slumber party. Okay, it makes a lot more sense she gets now. shot by her dad, her friend's dad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so he shoots the bird down, hurts its wing, drags it home, ties the owl to a tree out back. Oh! And then, and then the next morning, the owl's gone. And so he's like, what the fuck happened? And the neighbors say that other owls helped free it, which I'm wondering, are those like her girlies? Like, is that the squad? And do they also have braids? Yeah, like, what? And noses? Like, are they the ones who braid? Do they have fingers to undo the rope and also braid her hair? Like, tell me what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, apparently just a bunch of other birds. You know who, who I'm envisioning? Birdie from McDonald's. Remember, like... Ronald McDonald's oh, yeah. old like friend group. Wait, so this is like a whole parliament. I'm sorry, a whole hoot nanny of birds with noses and pigtails. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> like what is what, what? Okay, they saw what one of their homegirls was in trouble, so they came <laughs> came flying down together. They set her free. Oh my um, god! And then guess what? The daughter died a few days later. What? 
the one that the bird was following. That's and so horrible. So after all this, the dad she didn't even do it. So get this. This is the most fucking like patriarchy thing I've ever heard in my life. So this to recap, this girl, she found a bird. They became best friends. She did the bird's hair. They're like mm. best friends now. Cute. They're hanging out together, playing mash, you know, probably gossiping on their way to Starbies. Bam! Dad shoots the bird in the wing. Fucked up. Fucking holds it hostage. The bird escapes. The daughter dies, I'm assuming, of a broken heart. But also, realistically, in the in the culture and in the in the world of this, maybe the bird was an omen in some way to warn her, like, girl, mm, you're gonna die. In a or second. this is a punishment now for him that he lost his child now. And then the dad apparently after this is so distraught that his daughter has died that he studies owls and magic and helps cure others that are cursed by lechuzas so explain to me how he was so fucking scared for his daughter that he whittled a cross into a bullet and shot a bird because he thought it was magical and then goes on to study magic and becomes this well-known healer that helps others cursed by lechuzas okay but it sounds almost like he's more not studying magic in like the good way it's like he's like i'm gonna just cure people of magic it sounds like he's saying this is like bad sorcery and i'll fix it with religion or something like doesn't Mm -hmm, it sound more mm -hmm. like he's like anti-magic and he's just trying to squash it i see i see what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know i still hate it that he he becomes a well-known healer specifically in this department oh okay um and then eventually he ends up dying and we have there's no like cause there's no reason to this he just dies in this story and the story goes that a bunch of lechuzas got together and killed him because they were tired of him trying to kill them i mean how do you okay serious question i feel like someone really took a leap with all this yes yeah (laughs) you don't say um i just can't understand how a an owl I, I imagine when an owl c- would kill you, like it's talons, but then also it's beak. But if it has a nose made of cartilage, like mm-hmm. that limits its attack c- capabilities in my mind. And now it yeah. just has to whip you with its braids and like claw you. I guess the talons probably hurt. Whips, you know, like hair whipping you can hurt, man. But also you're right, because like if I ever headbutted someone with my nose, I'd be the one in pain. Not bad them. news. Bad news for you. And also, the story goes that he died because he must have been killed by a bunch of lechuzas. It's like, wouldn't they have killed him the second he tried to shoot at one of them? Yeah, and, like, held one of them hostage. Whatever. Whatever. So, that's a fun little story for all of us. Um, On There's one story, too, where uh, one man was driving... When La Lechuza swooped too close to his truck and hit his windshield. And I guess this guy knew that it was uh, La Lechuza on the hunt. He runs the owl over and, oh. like, as, like, in a horror movie, backs up, hits the bird again to make sure that she's really dead because Jesus. he thinks it's La Lechuza. In hindsight, could have just been an owl and wow, Sad. that's animal cruelty. Um, this is from a podcast called uh, Mexico Unexplained. So he hits the bird, reverses, hits it again, which if this were actually an evil human being trying to hurt you, that was the right move. If it's an owl, I no. No. Um, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so, uh, however, the owl apparently still gets up completely unharmed and flies away. But I guess as a 
like this was obviously La Lechuza and not just a normal owl, as the bird gets up and flies away, the driver instantly suffers a heart attack and dies. Oh my god. So Wait, how do we even him. know? Then how do we know? The passenger a passenger oh. in the car the told the passenger's story. like, I was just witnessing this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, <laughs> talk about double trauma. It's like traumatic you were... event. Oof. So uh in the 1970s, La Lechuza was said to actually try breaking into a woman's house when all the neighborhood dogs chased the bird away. Mm. And the next morning, I guess as punishment for trying to chase off La Lechuza, every dog in the neighborhood was dead. Oh, I mean, wow. These are like extreme reactions all these people and creatures are having. Mm-hmm. Well, so then here are some ways that if you were actually to run into La Lechuza, this is how you might be able to defeat her. This is just three different ways. One of them is salt. They say that if you leave salt by your entrances, then she can't break into those entrances. Some people say cuss at it until it leaves, but that feels like you're asking for... You can't whistle, but you can cuss? Like what? Yeah, right? And she's like, damn, the one thing I'm impervious to. They got me, uh. Like It's like <laughs> swipe or no swiping. He's going, ah, shucks. <laughs> damn it. I mean, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is a lot of people say that you can go to a curandero, which is a uh, traditional healer in Mexico, and their practices have roots predating any colonization, so it's um, there. It, it goes way back. Mm. Um, they're also known to treat anything from physical to spiritual situations, and they can ward off bad spirits or break I've curses. Heard they they um, have some practices with eggs, right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard a, egg. Yeah. I've heard even like um, I, one of my friend family friends out here. I'm friends with a whole family, of uh, like people that like all their grandmas say that like there's like something with eggs to like suck out mm-hmm. bad spirits and bad energy and yeah. So I and because one of them was talking about it and I was like, what? That's crazy. And then like it's there like was and then like. Yeah, everyone Common showed thing. up and they were like, you're the crazy one for not doing that. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, dummy. Okay. Yeah, so apparently eggs are a thing. Um, I don't know if it's like the shell traps bad energy inside or something, but people well, like will rub egg on themselves. Like the, well, so I've heard of it almost egg. as like a um, like a for- fortune telling or not fortune telling. Not, um, like a diagnosis. Almost. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah, I've heard of stories. I think on Spooked podcast, which is one of my favorites, by the way, you guys, it's so good. Um, they were telling a story where, or somebody told a story where they had a uh, an egg, like they had this performed on them, and then when they opened the egg, there was like a dead mouse inside or something, and the the healer was what? like, "Um, you're in fucking trouble." <laughs> like crazy oh shit like God. that, or like the egg was like black inside, or just like creepy things. Like they have you bring the egg, and then like they use it on you, and they can tell. Anyway, it's really fascinating stuff. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, so there's egg cleanses that relieve mm. negative energy. Um, a family's holistic healing and cleansing practice. My grandmother called me blah, 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 to treat uh, blah, blah, blah. the unbroken egg in conjunction with a prayer. Yeah, there's, sorry, there's too much to, like, get into it here. But there's a whole thing on nursing. Oh, here. Clio.org. Oh, it's called Oomancy. Oomancy. Um, or Ovomancy. Divination by eggs. Um, hmm. 
So you essentially can either read the shapes, sort of like tea leaves, but like the shape of of a yolk or an egg white. Oh, there's also okay. So this is from popsugar.com, but it's also uh, Latina Bruja's Guide to an Egg Cleanse. Yes. An egg cleanse is a pretty straightforward ritual that packs a lot of power in Latinx culture. Uh, an egg cleansing is deeply rooted in respect for its ability to remove dark and dense energies. The process can be performed by a healer, spiritual practitioner, or even yourself, or apparently your grandma. Um, <laughs> you don't need to have superpowers to start incorporating these little cleansings. Uh, oh my God. Can I read this? Sorry. I feel like this relates to so, or like reverberates probably with so many of our listeners. I know we've had people write in about like egg cleanses and things and tell us in person it says you've likely landed here because of some childhood nostalgia you've recently recalled a past memory of your abuela or a family member who used to perform the egg limpia on you and all your primas you have no you had no clue what was happening or had any feeling that it was brujeria or negative it was just a thing your family did <laughs> which i'm like that feels like something in my family where i'm like oh that's just not the egg but something different like oh i don't know we just well, did that, that that also makes sense because the first time i ever heard about it with my own friends half of them were like i don't know why we did that but then oh, uh, the other funny. half the other half were like oh it removes <laughs> evil and i was like holy shit okay well, so i just always the, like, the other I, ones were like oh okay like nobody ever asked <laughs> what's happening it is believed that the egg is a capsule that absorbs negative energy from the body and aura. This is why the egg is rubbed all over the body while performing <gasps> actual rituals and worked over specific areas of ailment. I think it's while so, so cool. The egg is a vessel. Think of the egg as a divination tool. The egg is going to energetically absorb all the unwanted energy and reveal if it was successful, successful or not. And then it goes on to, I think, show you how to do it. Yeah. How do, how do you prepare for an egg cleanse? How to prepare? Wow. Okay. So anyway, everyone go listen or read that article if it's of interest That is to really you. cool. Anyway, so uh, maybe that's something they also do. Uh, I'm not too sure, but. Um, I'll put the, the link to that in the chat so we can add it to the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, go to the Curandero. They help treat anything from physical to spiritual they can help uh ward off spells you can also recite special prayers um and some have to actually be recited both forward and backwards um and different religions use or not different religions different regions use different prayers some are actually even closed practices that only that community knows about oh um, cool Another way, which is interesting, is if you apparently tie seven knots in a rope and hang it on your door, which apparently is a sign of respect. Mm. And if you're ever face to face with her, people have also done the Catholic prayer, the 12 truths, while tying a knot into a string. Um, you do that every time you recite each truth. So it ends up being 12 knots for the 12 truths. Okay. Here's a story. In 1908, there was a guy named Antonio who was farming in the Rio Grande Valley, and a new guy from Mexico was vomiting blood at work, <gasps> but only on Thursdays and Fridays, which, like, I don't understand that. <laughs> Sorry, it's called uh, Taco Tuesdays catching up yeah. with you, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if there's, like, some sort of, like, religious meaning behind Thursdays and Fridays, but I like it's, like, coming up on the weekend, I'm vomiting blood. <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> so another guy named Francisco, he said, oh, this man must be under the spell of someone from his old town. So oh. I, Francisco, I am now going to do a ritual on you to heal you. That's nice. So on Friday, 
I guess a day that he's throwing up blood. Right. Um, the other guy, Francisco, goes to a farm and gets horse hair. The next day, he tied 12 knots into the hair while reciting a prayer between every two knots. So he okay. tells a prayer, not not, tells a prayer, not not. And while doing this, he is walking towards a tree where he sees two owls sitting in it, thinking, okay. I guess, La Lechuza might be involved. Okay. Once he gets to the base of the tree, he ties the last knot um, in this hair. And when he tied that last knot, the owls drop out of the tree. <gasps> oh, no. So sorry to report this, but Francisco then takes a stick and beats them to death. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. I mean, like, they're already dropped out of a tree. Like, I think they're probably struggling enough. But Didn't okay. it already work? Yeah. Um, yeah. Francisco then tells the man who is vomiting blood, hey, I've done half the ritual. Now your job is to go home, build a fire, take all the ash and move it to the side. So that way there's like a hole in the middle of the, so like there's like an open center amongst the ash. Okay. Take all your clothes, put them in that little center, recover, re-scoop all the ash into the center and cover your clothes, burn the clothes. After that, the man then is told he has to go all the way back to his hometown in Mexico and burn whatever clothes he had there because oh. there, there couldn't be anything attached to him after this. Okay. The man does all this. And after the ritual is complete, he never vomited blood at work again. First of all, oh. maybe because he was afraid he'd have to do that whole fucking ritual again. Yeah, he's like, and, I didn't do, I didn't vomit at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just vomiting normal. There was no blood, I promise. <laughs> right, like, I can't imagine, it's like, I can't take more time off of work to go back to Mexico to do part of this. Like, I have to be here and I'm going to throw up This is it, my probably. new job and I'm going to be fired. Um, please also, leave me alone. Also, like, maybe he never threw up blood again because he just, after the weekend, was like, fucking fine like maybe i'm not saying the ritual did or didn't work i'm saying right. though like there are other way other reasons why maybe he'd never vomited why perhaps blood. yeah it's like the old timey um stories of like oh well if you take this like this crazy chemical liquid for 14 days you won't have a cold by the end and it's like yeah because 14 <laughs> days later the yeah. cold is gone yeah it's magic um, um no and i'm not trying to also bash this ritual practice at all i've just salty that he beat two birds to death um and i'm not happy about it and i feel like exactly. it didn't need to go that way you know that's what i'm saying i'm like it's it's not that the ritual did or didn't work i'm just saying there could be other circumstances for why yeah. it didn't happen again yeah perhaps um another story is that from the early 1900s a woman used to turn into an owl at night and fly around practicing witchcraft and the neighbors wanted that to stop so <laughs> they <laughs> they were like, we're so tired of this. Why is that so funny? I don't know. So they got together to pray her down. Uh-oh. Like from the sky where she's flying around. They got underneath her while she's like flying in a circle. And they okay. literally, literally somehow in this story prayed her down. Like like her, their prayers tugged her back down Powerful. and like mm-hmm, gravity defying. Um, oh, it is like this. That, that song from Wicked. Yes. She, like a witch. Mm-hmm. So when she finally is tugged all the way back down to the ground, she becomes human again. Their prayer is so powerful. Wow. Well, that's amazing. The power <laughs> of prayer. You know what I mean? TMP. Uh, and <laughs> it works. Uh, she becomes human again, starts begging for mercy and says, I have a kid. I promise I'll never practice witchcraft again. And so they spare her. 
And then apparently the epilogue is that her son ends up growing up to do witchcraft, which is hysterical to me. Um, oh. <laughs> so that's another story. You might know if someone is La Lechuza if an owl is hit in the wing or the leg or somewhere on their body. And the next day, a woman in town has the same injuries in the same spot. Um, oh. So that's how you know. That's how you know. Legend also says that owls gather in groups of seven. No more than seven, apparently. <laughs> seven is the max. No more um, in the hootenanny. There's no more room. <laughs> seven per hootenanny. Um, <laughs> and they get together. And I love this. This is so, like, girly energy. Apparently, the legend goes that owls gather together in groups of up to seven to discuss important matters. Like, I love that just, like, gossip hour. <laughs> That's called the parliament, though. Like, that one's not the hootenanny. Like, the That's... hootenanny's after hours. <laughs> well, it depends on if they're talking about politics or if, like, they're a little fucked up, you know? Yeah, like, if exactly. They're... Yeah. Uh, hootenanny's for card game time. It, yeah, if they're a little fucked up, that's a hootenanny. <laughs> but if they're, like, talking about, like, the king... Things are serious right now? Uh but anyway, apparently the more gr owls in a group, the more dangerous they are, which truly does just sound like a mean girls squad. Like the more mean girls in a group of mean girls, the more dangerous it can be for you. Uh, like for sure. And I'm threatened just thinking about it. You know, I feel threatened. Think about a hootenanny of like seven 13 year olds. You would not no. fucking get near them. Think about how many braids between them. <laughs> <laughs> so many braids and they're all french braids and they're all fishtails they're all the cool ones from the klutz book that i never learned how to do the klutz book why did you just why did you first of all how dare you know you've, know in your heart that we all know what you're talking about without any questions because you've deeply triggered me with your comments on mean girls <laughs> i can't get over it klutz book uh, truly how dare you that was <laughs> that felt that felt so fucking violating to such like a pull. I'm sorry. That was really bold of you to assume I wouldn't. It's like you. I didn't give you consent to reach into the folds I of my know, brain I'm like so that. I'm so sorry. It was like a lot to throw at you. I'm sorry. You just said klutz book and all of next us kind of went. Ah. <laughs> I'll warn you next time. Okay. I'm sorry. <sighs> so um, uh, another story of is that a farmer once heard laugh. This is from uh, if the hootenanny of seven owls are how dangerous they are in numbers. Right. One farmer once was walking by a tree and heard laughter coming from the tree, turned to look and saw a bunch of owls laughing out loud together. At and him, he took probably. off. Oh. Again, is that not mean girl energy? Like, yeah, no, it is like they're clearly laughing at you, not with you. And that's hurtful. If I were at a Starbucks right now and I saw three teenagers laughing and then I looked over and they looked at me and kept laughing, I would literally just <gasps> fall off the face of the earth. Literally, my heart just sank into my stomach. Like, I'm scared of that. So owls are mean girls, but, like, we kind of love that for them. Unless, yeah. like, you're the victim, you know? Right. Like, um, I'll stay far away, but good for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, if Lelichuzas are actually owls that are possessed, remember the one theory is that... Right. Uh, someone is possessing them versus oh, being so a shapeshifter a bunch of witches mm -hmm. so it, in it, there and one of the thoughts is if you kill the owl being possessed you will also kill the witch at a remote location oh. that's possessing it okay so that's one of the ways that's why everyone's killing all these fucking birds and like hitting them with their car and beating them with sticks it's because they, they want to they... murder people got it bingo you nailed it nailed it um so if you try to kill an owl and, or if you do kill an owl and someone in your town dies mysteriously that same day, they might have been a Lala Chuzo and you didn't know. Interesting. 
I feel so stupid by I saying uh Lala Chusa. I know how stupid that is. Uh Lala Chusa. <laughs> um in the 1950s, locals were trying to kill Lalachusa in their town and did it by using a child as bait. Oh, Lord. Um, and it came, when the owl swooped down, they tried to shoot at it, but it survived. Oh, my God. And the next day, they went to the house of the, of the woman they thought was Lalachusa, and she, in fact, did have a bandaged leg. So, but, like, if you... Well... <laughs> it's just, like, classic, like, see... <laughs> It's the most like self-fulfilling prophecy or whatever yes! that's called. Yeah. Um, it's like circular thinking and so I don't know. But also if you were trying to kill Lala Chusa and you knew she was Lala Chusa, why didn't you just kill her since you're so cool with murdering for no reason? Right, but, since it doesn't seem to matter. Um, hmm. So despite stories of Lala Chusa being evil, some say that she stemmed, most say she stemmed from indigenous people's spir- uh, spirituality. And some say, in particular, it's indigenous people's spiritual partnerships with animals, such as owls. Oh, okay. Um, and that's where the beginning of this all comes from. So in this theory, uh, when the Spanish colonized and enforced Catholicism on Mexico, they also condemned indigenous spirituality. Um, therefore, uh, relationships with animals became mm. a bad thing. And the association between Classic. animals and spirituality ended up warping into something very dark. So right. once the associations were set in place that uh, the devil is like in cahoots with nocturnal animals, right. then owls became omens and Lalachusa became evil. Yeah. Um, but keep in mind, owls were seen as omens across multiple cultures, even pre-colonization. So some think that this theory isn't right because owls being bad has been a thing since before this um or it, owls being scary and dark in some way has been a thing forever so it's right. unsure if lalachusa was good pre-colonization and then twisted into something else or if she was always ominous but some say that owls can be both good and bad and either way lalachusa is um someone many cultures and legends say to be on the lookout for so that is lalachusa Whoa, what a freaking doozy, Um, It's a good one. I swear, you said the word. I was like, I feel like I've heard of that. I did not know all of that for sure. Um, That was news to me. <sighs> well, I'm glad I could give you something to chew on. <laughs> you did. I am um reeling a little bit. That was uh that was quite a lot of chaos that just happened in the last hour. Um. <laughs> Well, I have to tell you, Em, that I have probably one of the wildest stories I've ever covered, I think. (gasps) I love when you have wild stories. It is, like, I just don't even know where, I'll just begin. I was going to say I don't know where to begin, so I'll just begin. Okay, that's usually how it works. Oh, yeah, that's usually, that usually does the trick, so let's, let's hope. This is the story of Malcolm MacArthur. Okay. Malcolm MacArthur's grandparents moved from Scotland to County Meath, Ireland in 1906, and they had actually come from wealth. And when they moved, they purchased a 100 achy, 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 breaky, <laughs> 180 acre estate. Um, and despite their wealth, they kind of had a hard time uh, inserting themselves into the new community. Nobody knew anything about them. Um, this was kind of olden days where you couldn't just hop on bumble bff and make a pal so it was a struggle to get uh, acquainted with their neighbors so malcolm 
who was born in 1946, grew up as a pretty lonely child. He did not have many friends, his family didn't have many friends, and his parents were very busy. So the estate's housekeeper spent a lot of time raising him. When his parents did, however, pay him notice, uh, it was almost worse than when they ignored him because Mm. his father was very violent and uh, beat Malcolm often and once so severely that he needed stitches. So although his grandparents had come from wealth, uh, the family's wealth had dwindled over the generations. Um, So even though he started in private school as like a young boy, um, as he got older, uh, he had to be pulled out of these lavish private schools with children's of lords and politicians and uh, ended up going to just a local school near his home. And even though he got along with his classmates and they liked him fine enough, he just wasn't very sociable. Um, And in photos that you can see, he never seems to be standing like with a group of friends. It's sort of like he's just kind of there. It's, Mm -hmm. It's a little bit sad. Like you can tell he's like in the group or the club, but he's kind of like not. That's. With like them socially. one of the worst feelings like you're you're physically next to people but just mentally totally on your own yeah and it's like it's not one of those classic bullying things like they did include him he just wasn't really connecting so connecting exactly so in the late 60s uh 1960s here he got an economics degree in california and inherited a small fortune when his father died in the early 70s and they're not entirely sure how uh, how much exactly, but the sources range from what today would be anywhere from 500000 to a million dollars when his father died. So he immediately used this money to start living a flamboyant lifestyle. He was always flaunting expensive fashion and bold statement pieces. He would hang out at fancy bars and lavish restaurants. Um, he loved the Dublin art scene where he'd spent time with painters and writers and like rubbing elbows uh he also decided he was kind of an expert in all these random subjects like astrophysics it reminds me of like uh i don't know like (laughs) said leonardo dicaprio uh leonardo (laughs) da vinci or what (laughs) one of those guys who like just happened to know about inventions and art and like a like a renaissance man you know what i mean like he he fancied himself a renaissance man like leonardo dicaprio (laughs) um okay sure he decided he was like an expert on things like astrophysics like things he had not studied Uh, he's like he's decided he's an expert he's decided like he just was like i have money now so that's me an astrophysicist. I, this, I wonder if he thinks that's how it goes. Like, oh, maybe. <laughs> just once you have the money, I guess like, you can just say whatever can you want. Stop you, you know. Yeah. And he spoke with such authority that people actually did believe like the things he said. So he All was right. so confident that people were like, "Oh, okay." Um, with the way he spoke, dressed, and spent money, pe- some people actually thought he was like part of the aristocracy in Ireland. They just Damn. were like, "Well, it matches." So despite his, you know, fancy uh, cravats and all this business and the way he spent money and spent his time, he still was not connecting with people. He was still not like that social butterfly. And one person who knew him actually said he was very aloof and withdrawn. He's not someone you can just go have a friendly chat with. Mm. So it's like he was always there again, but like just not connecting with people. 
Many people felt that talking to him was like trying to talk to a wall. Um, He would only really talk to you if he thought the topic was interesting enough. Otherwise, he would just avoid conversations altogether. However, he would still go to all these parties and social gatherings, and he would literally um, stand alone by a wall. Because he just like wanted to be there, but he didn't want to participate in the conversations. So I'm like, I mean, to an extent, I get that. It sounds... It sounds almost like neurodivergent. Like you want to be in the circle, but you're just like, but the talking part's not for me. Like I can get that for sure. Um, And if that's where it had stopped, that would be great. But unfortunately it gets so much worse. So eventually he meets a woman named Brenda Little and they become long-term partners and have a son together. And Brenda didn't realize it at first, but Malcolm was being extremely, as we could have guessed, irresponsible with his money. Um, you know, he got what was like 500000 to a million dollars, but he's spending it like crazy. Sure. Uh, he's spending it without any plan and he doesn't have a job. So he, by the end of the 70s, basically within the decade, his uh, funds were all drained. Mm. In 1982, he and Brenda moved with their seven-year-old son to Tenerife. And Tenerife is a Spanish island off the coast of Northwest Africa. For six weeks, Malcolm spent his time in this, like, Tenerife, by the way, is a very touristy area. Um, A lot of people uh, go down there for spring break, summer break, that kind of thing. Okay. So he's there in this big tourist hub, and he is becoming more and more obsessed by the day over his finances and trying to come up with a way to restore his wealth. And he becomes obsessed with this idea that, like, he, his family had all this money, they lost it. And he wants to have the money back because he does not want to work. He, sure. he He's never really had to. It's like, how do I make this stretch as long as possible? Yeah. Or not even stretch. Like, how do I just get as much money so I don't have to stretch it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So instead of like sitting down and saying, well, I got an uh, economics degree, I could probably use that to help. Uh, he decided instead that it would be easier to rob a bank. <sighs> okay. So, okay. (laughs) All right. Let's see where this takes us. This is where all the mean girl owls in their braids just start laughing at him, like, oh my God. (laughs) Who do you think you are? Rob a bank. In your ascot, really? That's so true. Oh my God. If anyone was wearing an ascot, every owl I think would laugh. Oh, you'd be mocked relentlessly. Uh, Wow. Painful. So, not long after he and his partner and son moved to Tenerife Malcolm tells Brenda you know what I have a trip to Switzerland I have to take care of um so I'm gonna hop over to Switzerland to sort out some of our finances I'll be back soon instead he hopped on a ferry and decided to trot back to Ireland and do some nefarious activities like robbing a bank <laughs> like robbing a bank <laughs> so he is like i'm going to switzerland bye honey and she's like okay bye and he hops on a ferry back to ireland this is july 8th 1982 on this ferry he is cooking up the world's wildest plot ever to rob a bank so he stays in Dublin. Uh, he avoids all the places where he usually spends his time because he doesn't want to be recognized. Okay, that's a good start. Yeah. So uh, far, we're on the right page. I mean, as someone who's never robbed a bank, so far, it sounds like he's doing it right. You're right. Like, step one, Incognito. create an alibi. I'm going to Switzerland. 
be incognito in Ireland. You've got it. Step one is complete. Um, so, right, he doesn't want anyone to see him because then they'll know he's there. He wants people to think he's either in Tenerife or Switzerland. So he <laughs> becomes, like, again, it seems slightly neurodivergent, like hyper fixated. He becomes hyper fixated on this new identity as like a robber, like a bank robber, a rogue, a rogue criminal. Um, and so what he does is he grows out his beard and he gets these glasses as a disguise. Um, mm -hmm. And as part of it, he would, he started wearing these like giant heavy wool sweaters and what? it is like fucking middle of summer. He why, is why is he doing sweat this? buckets to to create his new identity as like a a rogue villain a, a criminal. I feel like I feel like his his new identity is kind of <laughs> fucking it's not like a, kind to his own body. It's like a wizard or something. Yeah, it's like, like a long think you're beard, like a fisherman on a boat <laughs> yeah, or something yes, in the winter. You're right. it, no, it literally sounds like he's becoming a Scandinavian fisherman. Is what it sounds like. It's um, wild. But yeah, so he starts wearing these like crazy heavy sweaters thinking, by the way, he's going to be incognito. And it's like, you look more obvious now than when you were just wearing a t-shirt. But okay, I guess now you're wearing a giant sweater and it's 90 degrees. So Malcolm spent a few weeks, literal weeks, plotting for this uh, new venture of his. Uh -huh. And his first step, this is now where you and I kind of think, okay, we're all on the same page of robbing a bank. And he just takes a fucking hard left in the wrong direction. Okay. So okay. despite spending weeks plotting this bank robbery, the first thing he decides is, oh, shit, well, I need a car. Mm -hmm. So he says, you know, I need to steal a car to pull off this robbery, like a getaway car, right? So... He could have just stolen a car off the street. This is the 80s, like you could hotwire something. Um, but no, that wasn't enough for Malcolm. He decided he wanted to steal a car and also murder its owner. Hmm. That's a, so, an elevated risk, as a, it seems some might say. unnecessary, right? Yeah. Like, Logic's, logic is on its way to taking a tumble. That's exactly right. It's about to fly the coop. It's like teetering on the edge of the coop. Like um, we could have we done this in a more benign way, you know? For sure. Like, if you were just, like, in this fantasy world of yours, we could have done it a little less violently. Um, but no, uh, it gets very horrific now because... 27-year-old Bridie Gargan was a nurse at St. James Hospital in Dublin and happened to be from County Meath as well. On July 22nd, she was sitting in the park sunbathing just like after a really long shift of nursing, sat by her car, basking in the warm summer sun, eyes closed, had no idea that Malcolm had been stalking her from nearby and had decided to attack her and steal her car okay somebody however had taken notice of malcolm i mean to be honest it's hard not to when he's wearing like a giant sweater and stalking a woman through the park was it the hootenanny of owls <laughs> I, honestly you know it was like we like they they didn't say anything but they're like oh we saw that coming a mile they away. whispered to each other they're like oh my god what's he about to do it's gonna be what so embarrassing is he wearing? whatever this he's about so to do is like so humiliating he's gonna be so he humiliated he's like so cool <laughs> did you hear that his parents got divorced 
Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's that's a bad memory of mine. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, um, so somebody had noticed him, and it was a gardener named Patty Byrne, and he was watching Malcolm because Malcolm was moving really fucking strangely across the park in a giant sweater, like weirdly slowly, kind of like he was trying to be like a, a predator, and yeah, he was is- wearing like heavy tweed uh a a hat yeah he's not being as incognito as he originally planned no he's being cognito out out cognito i don't know the (laughs) word but he's being very cognito right now and so he also is wearing this like dramatic bow tie i mean like this man stands out like a sore thumb so several people had taken notice of how out of place this guy looked and so this Patty, this gardener, is watching. And when Malcolm reaches Bridie, he pounces on her and drags her, shoves her in the back seat of her own car. Patty, who's now like witnessing this and it's, it's too late to do anything, watches in horror as Malcolm pulls out a hammer and begins attacking <gasps> Bridie with it. <sighs> gross awful mean terrible disturbing oh my god so the gardener jumps a wall rushes to the car and when he gets to the car this fucking guy is sitting inside pretending to read a newspaper okay that feels in its own way disturbing because it's like it's like, I just saw you smash a woman's head in. Well, it's also disturbing because it implies that he knows. Like, it's like, oh, I have to look like I'm doing something normal to make up for whatever people might have just noticed. Like, yes, it feels it's like, like a weird, he knows like... he could have gotten caught if he's already paranoid about looking like he could have just killed her and then drove the car away. But like, the right. fact that no, he wanted now to he's sit... pretending he's like playing along. Yeah, it's like he's like trying to add to his persona he's created. Ugh. Yeah, it's like he read Harriet the Spy when he was five and was like, I know how to do it, and like completely missed. It's like when Leona tries to hide, but she really just like puts that, like a, a, that's the, a hand to her eye. That's a pretty perfect, it's like we can all see you. <laughs> yeah, like we'll pretend as long as you're not murdering somebody, but okay. Um, yeah, so he gets there, like, he literally has just watched this man pull out a hammer and beat this woman in the back of her own car, and he runs up to the car, and Malcolm is sitting there pretending to read a newspaper with the bloody woman behind him in the back seat. Is uh, he not also he, covered in blood? So he's literally covered in blood. She is back there having just been bludgeoned with the hammer. <sighs> so what he does is he tosses a few pieces of newspaper over her in an <gasps> attempt to cover her up. Which, like, this, like, this is not to be insensitive, but, like, a newspaper is the thinnest material you it's could put on a very... bloody mess. Like, it's not exactly, even like it doesn't, well thought it's out. Not, right, it's not like he's planned this. It's just kind of like, oh, this will do. And it feels so callous and just like who gives a shit you it know? feels like it was an afterthought of like oh i guess afterthought. i have to cover you with something yes and like it obviously like you said does not even work so now he has this like bloodied mess in the back seat and and unfortunately i hate to say this but bridey is still alive and <gasps> no oh my barely. god barely 
barely. And I want to, before I get everyone's hopes up, she died in the hospital a few days later of her injuries. But at oh this point, God. she is still slightly conscious and is trying to speak. Oh my God. And oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's horrific. Like it, this ter- story just turned so dramatically i like to uh, to be honest as i was researching this i was like somebody tell me he had a head injury or like right. an aneurysm like something is so 180 about this story i just can't wrap my mind around it oh so patty runs up he sees this is happening right like she's still alive malcolm pulls a gun out on patty and tells him to back off so patty goes and tries to lunge for the gun but as he's outside in the heat and he's been working and he's been running over this fence he's all sweaty so he tries to grab it but he he has bad footing and he he does not manage to get the gun out of his hands so malcolm advances patty falls down into a ditch and malcolm takes off in the car and leaves him behind he didn't get shot no he did not get shot um he just got away at this point. So he is in Dublin traffic with this car. And this is like, um, this is like stuff that if you wrote it in a book or a movie, people would be like, that would never happen. So he's driving through traffic and there's an ambulance passing by in like the kind of slow traffic. They glance down and see the bloody mess in the back of his car. Oh my God. And this is an ambulance. And the crew in the ambulance also notices that because this is Bridie's car, there is a St. Joseph's Hospital badge on the rearview mirror, like a sort of like yeah. a parking pass. Okay. And they think that Malcolm is taking a patient to the hospital. <gasps> and they think he's a doctor and he plays along so they kind of oh my like, god signal him turn on the lights and escort him to the hospital oh my god <laughs> like it, it's like if this were written in a script you'd be like that's so ridiculous yeah <laughs> you know like how would you even see the saint joseph sticker or whatever but like they genuinely thought oh this must be somebody on the way to the hospital clearly there's been an emergency so they turn on the lights you know do the right thing lead him to the hospital and he fucking follows them there Right? He I guess he's this... like, he must be like, I'm going to follow the lead, follow the lead. Like, or right. Like now what? Right. You're like, you can't just, uh, be like, never mind. I'll take my own route. I'll he's take like, the scenic route. He's like, I got to roll with the punches now and just kind of whatever, however the yeah. story pans out, whatever keeps me out of trouble. Yeah. Cause see, like, as we've already mentioned basically, or alluded to, like, he has not planned this, even though he allegedly spent weeks planning it. Like there's no plan here. He just attacked a couple people jumped in the car got escorted to the hospital by an ambulance and as the ambulance pulls through malcolm veers and speeds away oh well then um, i hope and pray that immediately they knew something bad was going on uh, yeah right they were like hang on yeah <laughs> that, wait doesn't, a minute. that does not seem correct then he just abandons he dumps the car and he leaves bridie in the back seat oh which like i guess for him Originally, I was going to say that's a st- stupid move. You should have just played along with this. But honestly, that might have been for his plan the best thing he yeah. could have done because it's like you're going to be distracted with this body. I have time to get away. True. It's like at least I, and that's kind of what happened. He basically decided to go back to square one. And the part that like really 
I don't think I've ever said this grinds my gears about this story is like he decides eh, that didn't work and like decides to go back to square one and not even necessarily need a car anymore and it's like okay so you just brutalized and ultimately murdered this woman you know for or, what or yeah like and or maybe it was like he was gonna turn this into a well, that was my practice, and now I'm gonna have to go kill somebody else for their car. And like, yeah, I'll do he it didn't better. even right. He didn't. He was like, actually, on second thought, this maybe was I too don't messy. This was too yeah. hard for me. And it was like, I guess I don't need a car after all. I could have skipped straight from step three to step five, you know. And it's like this just makes. I mean, not that obviously it would be any better if he actually successfully robbed a bank because of this, but like, it's just something so like afterthought. Like, eh, on second thought, that's not my plan anymore so i'll just leave her here you know and so really really fucked up he he left the car with her inside it and headed for a bus station he decided to catch a ride to edenberry in county offaly and he was going to answer an ad in the newspaper by a man named donald dunn and this man's ad in the newspaper was for selling a shotgun so he stopped at the bus station to ask about bus times and the attendant uh was like this guy is acting very highfalutin. He mm. has a cravat. He has like a very quote unquote what they called cultured accent and speech and the bus attendant is like immediately I know that this guy is not from here, does not fit in, something is off. Right. But he Goes on his merry way, and he stops at a pub where he shaves his beard off in the bathroom. Maybe that's when he decided the beard suddenly was not the disguise he thought it would be. And then he took the bus to Edenberry. Meanwhile, authorities find Bridie's car. In the back seat, she is still alive. Oh, my God. The attack, of course, made headlines the next day, and they put a photo of Bridie as the front front picture it's it's horrible she fought for her life for four days in the hospital but ultimately succumbed to her injuries and now as i've already told you malcolm has become a murderer mm -hmm. from like a, a, a half-assed plan on the ferry to rob a bank and now he's wanted for someone's murder like it's just i'm telling you there must have been a head injury i don't know so Police pulled a fingerprint from the scene of the car, but because he had never been in trouble for anything before, it was like, a, at the time, a complete dead end. They had no suspects. They had no motive. The fingerprint didn't match anyone on file. And so they started searching for the killer on the roads, thinking he was hitchhiking and maybe someone had spotted him. But in the meantime, he had hopped on this bus to pick up a shotgun in Edenberry. So Saturday, July 24th, he arrives in Edenderry, and at 10.30 a.m., he meets up with this man, Donald Dunn, who had put this ad out in the paper for a shotgun. So they meet at the post office, and then uh, I guess, I don't know for sure, but my assumption is Malcolm asked to try out the gun, like test it out. Mm, so okay. Donald drives him out of town to a bog to demonstrate the gun and let Malcolm try it out before buying. Well, as soon as Donald handed Malcolm the gun, Malcolm turned it and shot him from three feet away directly in the head. Damn. Wow. Just execution style straight to the head kills him from three feet away. Wow. He he 
barely i mean again this is like the same pattern over and over he just barely covers his body with a few brambles like he doesn't even i mean take it's the time i mean it's very much like putting a newspaper over the other yes, one's body it's yes, like it's like why not, even do it at all you yeah, know what i mean like bare minimum what, effort to sh- try to show some sort of humanity when you don't have it or not even humanity but just like hiding like like hiding the body you know what i mean like even if it wasn't like for moral reasons but it was like oh i don't want anyone to stumble upon this body even that he doesn't give a shit he puts yeah logistically it doesn't make sense at all no i'm like what is he doing so like he could barely be bothered to even put like a leaf on this guy so he takes donald's car now and the gun of course and flees the scene this is horrible. Once again, that evening, a family was picnicking by the bog when their seven-year-old son found the body of Donal. A seven-year-old? A seven-year-old on a family picnic out in nature. Like, Oof. that day, too. So it was, like, still a bloody scene, you know? So... Police jump into action, and at one point, there are 300 police officers searching the area for a gun, uh, any sort of evidence that could be linked to this just, like, shocking crime of this local guy. And in town, witnesses pretty immediately came forward to describe the strange man they'd seen uh, Donal with right before he was shot in the head. Uh, People were like, yeah, it was this weird dude with like these big sweaters on like he looked completely out of place and very sweaty presumably he had this strange accent and he talked all high and mighty and so police in dublin and awfully were like wait a second this sounds like a similar description mm-hmm. so they are starting to maybe make a link between donal and bridey's murders And that is when they pull a fingerprint from a discarded newspaper that witnesses had seen him reading in the town of Edenbury. And that matched the print from Bridie's car. So they knew this was the same guy. Okay. But they're like, why? Like, they're like this guy in this one town. And this young woman in this other town. One is beaten to death with a hammer. One is shot in the head. Like, who is this and why are they doing it? Like, they just cannot figure out the motive. They cannot link the two victims. Yeah. They're utterly confounded. Yeah. So papers at this point are going wild for this story. They're advertising huge rewards for information leading to the killer. And uh, in the meantime, Malcolm was like, okay, I've done it. I've accomplished steps one through 15. Now it's time for step 16 to rob a bank. Mm. So on August 4th, he drives to the home of U.S. diplomat Harry Byling. And Malcolm told Harry Byling that he'd been at a party at this guy's house months earlier, and he was back to photograph some of the lovely views he admired. So Harry was like, my house does have nice views, doesn't it? Come on in. (laughs) Okay. Literally lets him in, and Malcolm pulls a shotgun and (gasps) says, give me money. Oh, my God. So Harry, the diplomat, says, okay, let me go grab my checkbook. And Malcolm says, okay. And the guy fucking runs. <laughs> yeah, this guy. I, okay, the more, you're, the more you're telling the story, the more I'm realizing this guy, ha- like, something is up. Like, I don't know if it's. It's like, yes, there's like I don't, a disconnect. Something's not clicking 
the way that maybe it would click for most people. I don't like obviously they're trying to get away. I mean, also like from plan A of like, oh, go incognito and then you start wearing a costume with an accent, like that's it's so it's, odd. It's yeah, it and just it's not feels... like what a person that you would think with like a college degree who you know is pretty well educated like it's not what you'd think they would concoct after weeks of planning like but also like you were saying earlier the like for both um for with both previous murders the like not even thinking through like the cleanup like or the yeah it really does seem like, like it's not it doesn't feel just impulsive it feels like they're like something's missing like yeah, true. It's like it because the and first, I think what throws me. Oh, sorry. Go the, ahead. No, I was, I was gonna say the first thing. If even in my fake hypothetical imagination, if right. I were to commit a murder, my first thought is how do I get away with it? Not how do I set up myself to murder somebody. It's exactly. Like, There's a weird my, way of thinking. My first thought is how do I clean it up so no one ever catches me? And like I for mean, that yeah. to not be the first thought is kind of wild. And it's weird because it kind of was the first thought because he immediately created an alibi for his future crime by saying, I'm going to Switzerland. But then, like, didn't plan any. It was like his first thought was, okay, I'll pretend I'm in Switzerland. And that's the end of his, like, planning for how to get away with it. It's like he just skipped a hundred steps. And I think what weirds me out, too, is or like what throws me off is that he spent weeks in his hotel hiding out and planning this. And I'm like, weeks? Like, yeah, weeks. If to plan you told me nothing? five minutes, I'd hardly believe you. But weeks, I, something about this is just so bizarre. Yeah. So okay. So, so now this he lets this other this guy, guy fucking run, <laughs> like just run out the house, and like you know, our wonderful researcher Sersha wrote, "I know this is not funny at all, but it feels almost comical how trusting both of them are. Like this first diplomat guy just lets yeah, this man into his house. Yeah, and then." He's like, okay, let me just grab all my money for you. And he's like, sure, go for it. Like, like I there's know a that, weird comedy of errors, you know. I know this is not how it is in, in reality. I know that. But in a trope, I would say that's like a Canadian crime of like. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, Of sure. like, oh, like both oh, people just. You. Yeah, complimenting each other. Or that and, like into, yeah, into the into the murder. It's like that Midwest like stereotype too. Like, very well, Midwestern. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, so I'm confused now. So is he like just doing murder for sport at this point? Because like he could have just like said, oh, you have a lovely home. And then when the guy goes to the bathroom, just stolen his checkbook or something. But remember, he could have just gotten into Bridie's car and driven away. But instead, he walked right. up to her, dragged her into the car yeah, for no reason. Like if he had just gone up, grabbed the keys, but at, he had a gun with him. You know, why didn't he not shoot it? Whatever. So he basically walks up. He could have gotten the keys, hopped in the car, and maybe genuinely gotten away with some of this. But, like, why drag her into the car? It doesn't make any sense. So, like, what you're saying, yeah, that would make a lot more sense to say I'm photographing the view and then steal his checkbook. But no. He has to hold a gun to him and let him run away. Just crazy. So, uh, he finally figures out this is taking a long time to get the checkbook. I think he ran away. <laughs> I let him go. Uh, he flees the scene and he decides to hitchhike to 
the home of his partner, Brenda. Okay, so Gargoyle's out. Mm-hmm. His partner, Brenda's, so, you know, his his long-term partner, Brenda, mother of his child, her best friend mm-hmm. is the attorney general. And so his name is, there's another Patty, which is why it's a little confusing. Oh, okay. Patty Connolly is the attorney general, also happens to be a best friend of Brenda. So Malcolm's okay. like, I'll go to his house. So <laughs> Okay. He'll understand. <laughs> he, he hitchhikes to his house. And he said, oh, hey, buddy, I just, but like some things he sticks to. He says, I just got back from Switzerland. Like he's literally trying to like implant this weird alibi even now. So he says, I just returned from Switzerland and I really need a, a place to stay. And Patty was like, okay, sure. Come on in. <sighs> Wild. So. <laughs> This is like so batshit crazy. So Malcolm then decides to set the stage, unfortunately. I mean, I think he said it a long time ago for his own undoing. And that is because Harry was still alive, the diplomat, and could obviously identify him. So Malcolm's like, man, how do I deal with this, uh, with this issue? I know. I'm going to call Harry the diplomat real quick. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) What? He picks up the phone and he calls Harry. He's like, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain it. Don't worry. So okay. he calls Harry and he says, oh, I'm so sorry. You thought that was a robbery. That was just a prank. Girl. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. It like cracks me up. I he basically <laughs> he tries to convince him it was all a practical joke. That's, I mean, I can't, you know who else does that is like an eight-year-old who gets in trouble and they're like, no, 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 I was just kidding. Like, (laughs) yeah. An eight-year-old also says it was my imaginary friend and he could have gone with that too, you know, at this point, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. He, he genuinely, um, calls him and says, oh, that failed robbery. That was just a practical joke. Uh, and then he's like, you know what? I should also let the police know. (laughs) So he calls the (laughs) police. He, <laughs> he's like trying to he's trying to like he's inviting himself to the interrogation room so he looks better is like yeah, right uh, like i mean yes he's like let me introduce myself look at my have you seen my ascot you know um so he basically calls the police and he's like oh i just called harry to let him know too but just so you're aware i tried to rob him earlier um oh did i tell you my name um yeah it's malcolm so anyway i tried to rob this guy earlier and uh it was all a big joke and it's a misunderstanding you know i wonder i wonder the because it seems like up until now we haven't gotten we hadn't seen any indication that he knew he was making a lot of mistakes along the way right it's interesting that something in the last hour, yes. all of a sudden he senses guilt or that he slipped up and he needs I to like own it. Yeah. It, it It's weird because like other people have also witnessed him. You know what I mean? It's not like this is the first guy to like, like the Patty guy had witnessed him Yeah, after he beat that woman. So I don't understand like why he's suddenly so worried about getting recognized but like and honestly he walked right into his 
that trap on his own because now that he's given them the police's name oh he and- literally by the way said Mal- i'm malcolm MacArthur." like gave his full first and last what name a fucking lollipop like he like <laughs> na- <laughs> indeed like i mean because at this point he's they're gonna remember just you know he does such a he is Maybe he just has a lot of anxiety because one of the things I do a lot with my anxiety is I try to overcorrect and I end up looking worse. Yeah, I and know so, totally what you're saying. Yeah. And so I feel like maybe he's like he's trying to be incognito and therefore he needs a fully different disguise than what he's used to. And then it's like too right. much. And so this and he's time trying he's like too hard to be incognito that he's adding so much yeah. bullshit to And his... so like maybe he's also um like in this case now he's like oh that didn't go the way i planned so let me beat anyone to the punch and and call and out myself so it doesn't I'll, look as bad yeah, later i'll explain it but before, all that yeah all that combined i mean him calling and saying his name and trying to talk about a prank is very is very much the verbal version of him trying to be incognito and have him disguise but now yes. he's sticking out and so i like because now in the same 24 hours he has outed himself to the police in a way just like his disguises they're gonna remember that because it was so off oh yeah a hundred percent you're right it's like the weird stuff he's pushing in people's faces and like he's um it's interesting because in the same 24 hours he has made this weird phone call that makes him stick out and if they haven't called the police yet that ambulance is super calling the police to be like something really weird happened today (laughs) he doesn't he doesn't think that like those two things might land that's what it is it's like there's no bridges between the thoughts yeah or the plans or the like none of it connects in a way that makes sense to me and I don't know how it makes sense to him because I it makes no sense at all Mm. so he basically like you said is giving the police all like all they need to know like this guy is fucking. he might as well have given his fucking description and been like i'm covered in blood from earlier (laughs) but it was a prank though so but it also looks different than what i usually look like so it's a disguise right (laughs) yeah but there's some on my very real mustache wink (laughs) like exactly um it's like all of this all of this it's so outrageous so Anyway, he calls Harry and the police and tells them this is all a big joke. Ha <laughs> ha, you've been punked. Um, <laughs> and of course, the police officer like does not buy this at all. And he hears that there's classical music playing in the background, like because he's staying at this attorney general's house. <laughs> so Harry Byling, the uh, diplomat that he had... Uh, tried to rob and failed to also like why didn't you just take stuff from his house after the guy fled whatever also if you know an attorney general why didn't you just go there first and then wait till he went to bed and take his money yeah because you know him and he will invite you in exactly so harry had told police uh yeah he was this like well-spoken sharply dressed guy and the officer is on the phone and he hears this classical music playing and this guy's calling and saying, I'm Malcolm and I did a prank. And so he's like, okay, I am feeling very weird about all of this. I'm going to call the detectives who are covering Bridie's and Donal's murders mm-hmm. and check in with them. And he said, hey, we had an unusual aggravated burglary here. And the more I think about it, the more I think the fella that did it is your man. 
So they're immediately having these bridged connections that he doesn't seem to be expecting. Mm -hmm. Police start canvassing neighborhoods looking for a man they described as well-dressed and soft-spoken. They told people he was exactly the opposite of who they would suspect of murder. Uh, Can you imagine someone coming to your door and being like, do you know anyone who is really nice and normal (laughs) and fancy? Um, But likes a prank every now and then. (laughs) Likes a prank. Also, like, you, you just said no, you don't know a murderer, but think about someone who would not be a murderer. Do you know that person? I'd be like, (laughs) oh my God, is everybody? (laughs) Yeah, anyway. So they're like, it's who you don't think it is. And people are like, what the fuck? We don't know who you're looking for. What riddle is this? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a riddle. So the man who gave Malcolm a ride, the guy he hitchhiked with to Patty Connolly's, recognized the description. We're like, oh, I drove him to that fancy attorney general guy's house uh, earlier today. So they go there, and of course, they find Patty. And on the way, they. <laughs> I'm like, this is where l- last night I had had half an edible, and I was reading this, and I was like, this, I need to highlight this because I have to reread it in the morning. And I reread it in the morning, and I was like, nope, says the exact same thing. It is <laughs> so bizarre. I'm like, what does this mean? Okay. So they're on their way to patty Connolly's house where they're gonna find him uh and on the way they 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 intercept intercept uh, a taxi driver and they're like hey where are you heading and he says he's heading to the attorney general's house to meet a guy named malcolm and they're like oh what do you why are you meeting him and he said i have a delivery for him i'm delivering him some hacksaw blades <laughs> i'm sorry what that's all and I got. So, what? It's like, but I don't even understand. Like, did he door dash them from like a yellow cab? Like the yeah. taxi driver's like, I'm on my way to deliver some hacksaws for a guy named Malcolm. I, I don't <laughs> know how that works. Early that, door dash, I guess. Does, that does sound like if I were high, I wouldn't, I'm not even. And I would be like, am I high? What the hell am I reading? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I feel like that doesn't make the words don't make the sentence I think they mean, uh, think they make. And they do. They do. This guy was delivering saw blades, hacksaw blades. And the police apparently knew what was going on before I did because they assumed he was going to be sawing off the shotgun that he had stolen from oh. Donald. Yeah. Because I was okay. thinking he's going to start chopping limbs off of people I thought he was going to saw a human being. Yeah. A human. Yeah. No. Apparently they were a little calmer about it and realized he was probably just trying to mess with his shotgun that he stole so anyway they get there and they see malcolm walking around inside the windows and patty is not home so they kind of scout out the place and as they're waiting uh he arrives home to find a bunch of police sitting outside his house and they tell him what's going on and they storm the house and Mm -hmm. malcolm for what it's worth gave up easily he went quietly and uh, Patty, who I can only assume had gone to the store to pick up like some sirloin steak to cook up for his special guest that night, um, was left behind. Just like, what the fuck just happened? I let my best friend's husband stay with me and now he's being um, carted off Oof. to prison Oy. for murder. Beyond. So uh, in case you needed uh 
more succinct words to put to that, Patty was later interviewed and said, it is very difficult to exaggerate how dumbfounded I was. <laughs> She's like, I think I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. It is very yeah. difficult to exaggerate how dumbfounded I am. Um, That's true. So I can't concur on It's a on great it. line. So Patty, the attorney general, this is when he makes a bad PR move. Because he had planned a vacation for the following day. And he hopped on the plane and went on his vacation. And people were pissed because they were like, you just housed a murderer. And this is really bad taste for you to just like hop on a trip the next day and not yeah, it looks even like you're care. Fleeing. You know? Yeah, it looks like you're just like I'm out of here. You know. Uh, so in the end, Patty actually ended up resigning because the controversy was so bad, and it Oof. essentially ruined his career. On the way to the station, Malcolm was very chatty with police. He seemed casual and calm. Um, police were like, he was actually pretty condescending to us. Uh, <laughs> In his questioning, he admitted to both murders and seemed to have no remorse whatsoever. Okay. So the case against him was obviously overwhelming. Uh, they had fingerprints, witnesses, both stolen cars, both murder weapons, and a signed confession. So they were Damn. like, well, ding, ding, ding. Nailed it. But they were also thinking if the court determined that malcolm's not violent and he wouldn't offend again he would probably only serve a few years because apparently some murderers at the time were only serving seven years of their sentence and then released on good behavior oh okay but uh either way the public was pissed uh a mob attacked malcolm at one end of his pre-trial court appearances and his defense team they were like, you know what? He has no chance whatsoever to get a fair trial. And the fact that he has two murder charges make it hard to argue that he's not violent. So they were like, you know what? Can we put in a plea deal? We're going to plead insanity. Um, and we're going to argue that Malcolm was in a dissociative state and unaware of any of the events that transpired. That's their new angle. However, detectives then discovered a clear handwritten plot that Malcolm had written to murder his own mother. What the fuck? Okay. So they were like, well, there goes that plea deal. This also like really negates that he ever wanted to rob a bank. It's like official that he just wanted Great to murder point. people. Whatever happened to the bank? Yeah, he just wanted to murder people. Right? Like, it, there's no other explanation. Because why else are you robbing multiple people like at gunpoint? Yeah. For, like, and then not taking the money. Like, if I were robbing someone's house and they ran away from the house, I'd be like, well, that's a much easier <laughs> way to rob this fuck. And he just fucking left. Like, he just wants to kill people. The, you're right. Like, there's no other reasoning behind it. And he has not stolen anything successfully besides a car, barely. So like, he, he hasn't he's, even stolen money. So it's like three people are dead, two people are dead, and like a, and a letter about yeah. his mom soon to be dead. But no dollars. He's taken no but zero dollars. He just like stole another car because he messed up the first time. Oy. It, it, it's bananas. So the defense is like, you know what? That's not going to work. Uh, basically, pleading insanity won't work because he just admitted that he's trying to murder his mother and it's written down. So they're like, mm -hmm. OK, you know what? He clearly knows he wasn't dissociating because he's still planning to murder people. 
so instead, they uh, th- this is shocking. They secured a plea deal for Malcolm where he would plead guilty to Bridie's murder, but then they completely dropped charges for the murder of Donal. For the three feet away execution yep. style murder? Yes. Wow. They just completely, they were like, okay, fine. If you plead guilty to Bridie's murder, then we won't charge you with the other one. Which, Can like, you people imagine being that person's family? Yeah, exactly. Like- I mean, that's exactly how the story ends. Like that they just still don't have justice mm. like it's it's baffling but i mean i literally listed they have two stolen cars his fingerprints everywhere he admitted to it how can you get off how can you not be charged with something you've already said no i did that and, and I signed what's the paper. reason again for why they don't want to charge him with it his defense was able to talk to the judge and say we want a plea deal and he said okay fine if he admits to Bridie's murder." then we won't charge like it doesn't even make even a real reason no they would have easily slam dunk both murders so it's very very odd um very odd the prosecutor filed something called nole prosequi for the second murder charge which is an official abandonment of action and basically completely took him his name out of that case whatsoever Hmm. Uh, the public was outraged so was Donald's family as you can imagine um, the evidence was like undeniable uh, it, didn't ma- it made no-, no sense basically to drop the second murder charge um, and at his sentencing the prosecution stood to read the evidence against Malcolm but the judge wouldn't let them he was like mm-hmm. nope we're dropping it so you- we're dropping this case so you cannot even talk about about it at all and just oh completely God. shut him down. It made no sense. And so a lot of rumors began to circulate about cover-ups, secret deals, uh, like class privilege, political controversy. They've never proven anything, but like people are pretty sure something very shady happened to be able to get the sure. second murder just taken off the books. So Malcolm's guilty plea for Bridie's murder did require a mandatory life sentence. Um, and because the prosecution was not able to read the charges against this guy, read the evidence, the public was even more pissed. Um, and this controversy just lasted for a very long time. So he ended up serving 30 years in prison only, and he was released in 2012 at the age of 66. And wow. uh, for, for many years, he was silent. And uh, no matter how many people asked why he did what he did uh or for an apology they got nothing and it wasn't until 2020 when a writer named mark o'connell approached him on the street in dublin and said i'd like to write about you and so they spoke for months uh malcolm told him everything about his life the killings and so we do now have at least some clarity um Malcolm insists that he did in fact feel remorse for the killings even though he never showed it and he says he thinks people want him to get emotional to prove that he feels guilty, but he prefers to be dignified. Barf. Uh, he, yeah, disgusto. He also spoke about how important it was uh, to be polite and well-mannered. Um, somebody who just bashed a woman's face in with a hammer. Okay, you're yeah, going to be dignified. well-mannered and polite and dignified. 
So when Mark commented on that, Malcolm said, well, it confirms my knowledge of myself. I think of myself as a normal person. People who know me well regard me as a very likable person. I have a name high three. Like- <laughs> name three. Name one. <laughs> name anybody who likes you. He literally says, M, quote, I have a high likability factor. <laughs> Bitch where? Like, what are you Bitch talking about? Where? Name three. Okay. That's what the owls have would a- say. <laughs> that I feel like I'm becoming an owl. I feel like I'm a wannabe owl, you know? That's when, it, like, when he said, oh, people like me as an owl, I'd go, who? <laughs> <laughs> We've become the owls. I'm just cackling at your stupid puns and we're in our little hoot nanny. It would be, an oh. owl, there'd be seven at max of all of us going, who, 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 who. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good, Em. Oh my god. I've like cry laughed a lot today. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Somebody better make some some fun drawings out of this episode because um it is long. Pigtails, okay. mean girl, <laughs> bitch who? Bitch who, who, who? So anyway, he says, I have a high likability factor and i like people i'm very good with people this sounds like donald trump honestly i like people i'm very good with people i am sympathetic and empathetic and all those things i have always deplored language or behavior that is sexist or misogynistic that is disrespectful or objectifying or crude and then he says and you can quote him on this i don't think i've ever been unmannerly in my life and then there was a pause and then he said Apart from the criminal episode itself. Yes, those were crimes. <laughs> I'm pretty great. Uh, except for the multiple murders. <laughs> You're right. That was a crime. Nobody's like, questioning whether it was a crime. Before you call me out, that's a fair fight. But yeah, 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 yeah. Other yeah. than that, I'm pretty good. It was also a big pr- prank. And I thought it was hilarious, but nobody else did. Even the police didn't okay. laugh. I don't understand. It's so weird. The judge was not amused. So Malcolm still to this day lives in Dublin as a free man. He uh, seems to believe that his explanation, his motive for the killings has been made clear to everyone and that his actions made total sense. He says he needed a money, a car and a weapon. So he killed for them. And of course, the victim's families are like still so shaken and rattled by this. And the fact that he's like, oh, I think it makes perfect sense why I killed them is like really, really awful for them to live with. Fully delusional. Um, Totally crazy. And Dono's family petitioned for charges to be brought back against Malcolm. And even though they got 10,000 signatures, it failed to inspire any movement on it. And he still has not been charged with Mm. Dono's murder to this day. Um, of course they've never let the crimes go. Um, and they said their pain just is never ending, especially once Malcolm was released in 2012 and they feel like they're never going to get justice. So at the time, um, the head of the Irish government, uh, Taoiseach, which is like sort of the prime minister or president, uh, famously called the crimes. Now I think this is actually a good ender called the crimes. And his name is Charles Hoffey, Hoffey, Hoffey. Hmm. He famously called the crimes, quote, grotesque, unbelievable, bizarre, and unprecedented. And the acronym GUBU became notorious in Ireland. And it's become a word to signify scandals, like especially in politics. Oh, okay. 
the word gubu for i feel like that is the t-shirt that the owls wear it says gubu well, and it stands it, it says, for grotesque gubu unbel- <laughs> <laughs> <Goo-boo> who <laughs> yeah it stands for grotesque unbelievable bizarre and unprecedented which does sound like something the hoot nanny would say uh yeah the scenes. for sure wow so upon his release <laughs> gubu who so upon his release, Malcolm returned to Dublin and got back to the life he always enjoyed, spending his time at bookstores, libraries, and art shows, and being a fancy man about town. And that is the story of Malcolm MacArthur. Wow. All done. Well done. <laughs> but still uh, it's psychotic. Just, it's it's beyond, really. I mean, I don't, and I feel bad that I, I even watched a video to figure out how to pronounce that man's name. I don't know. Doesn't matter. When someone has to come up with a new acronym to describe how fucked up your situation was, like, how dare somebody in today's world walking around right now go, I feel like I was justified. If every other person on earth doesn't agree with you, yeah. You're you're the common denominator, babe. Like you're nobody's agreeing. Like you're you stand alone here. It's so bizarre. And then he's like, I've never been rude in my life. You fucking like, imagine bash hearing that from, What are you talking right? about? Like, imagine hearing that from someone who murdered your daughter, your 27-year-old daughter. Like, like oh, go, I've, I've never been rude. I'm such a dignified person. Go to the family, the family members of the people you brutally yeah. murdered for no reason. And by the way, also for no fucking money. And... Yeah. Tell them I've I didn't do anything wrong. Anyone could have done this. What? Anyone anyone would have done this. It's like, are you serious? And he's like, Go oh, tell no, it to I your bad. Go tell it to your mom who you fucking wrote a premeditated yeah, murder note fuck? about. What are you what are you talking about? I guarantee you this she doesn't why... fucking spend time alone in a room with you now. And no, you wonder why. This is this is why I read it and was like, I genuinely don't know if somebody bashed him in the head by mistake like i cannot figure out what the fuck happened to this guy unless he's just always been a narcissist and was able to like pull it off long enough and then snap i don't know it's just shocking that there are people out there who murderers or not like that you just are just just awful morals no morals and like you're just no like morals. what everyone understands what are you like, talking you about get it it says obvious. who says who? who what are you talking who? about who who who, who? <laughs> oh god anyway okay, great name story three christine name three people no. <laughs> you me and the birds the trees we speak for the trees um are we okay. both high what's happening <laughs> i feel like i am that that story so. made no fucking real sense so i'm serious um, well Thank you for that story. I I do love when you bring a real humdinger to the plate. So thank you for the home You're run. You're so welcome. And uh, I guess anyone who wants to hang out with us even further for some reason, mm-hmm. you can hop over to Patreon and listen to us hang out during after hours. After hours. And um and we can we can talk more, but unfortunately our time has come to an end here. Um, I know. Don't let me go. But um, <laughs> well. <laughs> We'll, Sorry, we'll be back so hard. <laughs> we'll be back next Sunday with some more bullshit for you. And <laughs> oh, I love the sign off. That's why we drink. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.